Hey folks, before we get started, we felt we should say a quick prelude to this week's episode. We made this episode back in September 2020, long before Ellen Page made his transition to becoming Elliot Page. We will refer to him throughout this podcast as Ellen, because at the time that's how he was referred to and how he is billed in this movie. We fully support Elliot's decision to come out as transgender, as we do anyone else's. We're happy for him that he feels he is in the right place in his life to do so, and we wish him nothing but happiness. We hope that he and the many other transgender people can begin and continue to live their lives as their authentic selves. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and we hope you enjoy this week's episode of Pints Camera Action. Welcome to Pints Camera Action, the podcast where five 30-something friends get together to watch movies, drink beer and laugh at anything from plot holes to bad acting. This season, we'll each be selecting an action, drama and thriller to watch, dissect and, where appropriate, make fun of. The only rules are that the film has to be over five years old, so we can't spoil it for anyone and we must be drinking during the podcast. The most important thing we'll discover in this podcast is exactly how many pints it takes to make for optimal watching. Don't worry, you'll thank us later. There are two ways to enjoy this podcast. First, watch the film before the podcast and listen to us dissect it. Or secondly, don't watch it. Learn how drunk you have to be to enjoy the film and then watch it even though you know the ending. So, pour yourself a drink. It's time for Pint Camera Action. So, without any further ado, uh, Addy, yeah. what have you been watching this week, pal, and what are you drinking? Um, tonight I'm drinking Ossian Lager. Ossian, Ossian yeah. Lager. Pretty bog standard, yeah. nothing too yeah. exciting. But Tasty, though. Good stuff, good gear, Scottish beer, once again. Um, yeah, he's important, he didn't know it. Um, yeah. um, and this week, I've actually watched very little. The only thing I've watched off the back of Bremner... Uh, I thought I'd seen this film, but it was actually a completely different film. So I watched I See You, the one that he talked about oh, yeah? last week, and it was actually not bad. Yeah. Not bad yeah, at all. Okay. Uh, so it was, yeah, I agree with you. Probably a six, six pinter, a solid six pinter. Solid six pinter. But all. Helen Hunt's about a ten pinter. Yeah, I mean, she, <laughs> she, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was replaced by, maybe she's more attractive to her uh, alien race, but she's certainly not a very attractive human woman these days. But yeah, it wasn't a bad. Well, it, it was quite go. good actually. Yeah, so that's all I've watched. Hel- Helen Hunt, if you're listening, we don't, we don't mean it. You know, just he- Helen Hunt. <laughs> Helen, actually, if, if you are listening, come on the podcast. We'd love to talk to you. Um, yeah, and yeah, bring some could freebies. Do, uh, Twister. <laughs> that's awful. Castaway, yeah. That's what women want. That's yeah, a, that's, that's a great show. Yeah. See what you've done oh, there. Lovely, the lovely segue. Right there. That is I a see you. Talking of Scottish accents, yes. Uh, very good, Addy. Uh, good stuff. Um, nice to know that Nick's recommendations are actually being considered. That's the Meg uh, and I see you. 
yeah. <laughs> trendsetter, mate. You're a trendsetter. Um, BT, what are you drinking and what have you been watching, pal? Uh, so I've got a delicious Innocent Gun Bourbon Barrel Scotch Ale. Oh, good so good, eh? Good yeah, choice. yeah. Nice one, yeah. And um, this week I've smashed through the entire Blade trilogy. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> very good. Um, oh, hot garbage, but thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, never seen them. Oh uh, mate, what? Never seen any of them. Yeah, yeah. They're quite good. It's a nice. Yeah. It's a nice take on the whole vampire situation. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, or a different take. Um, and and as you say, they're they're pretty box standard, enjoyable action yeah, it's movies, just right? Mindless good fun, isn't it? Yeah. First one's Can't a really good storyline, but the um, special effects really don't hold up. It looks awful no, now. No. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't watched them in a long time. Yeah, so. I think it, what is it, 2001, the first one? Oh, yeah, about that. Be yeah. there or thereabouts, yeah. yeah. Well, IMDb will check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised you still got it up already. What happened to Wesley? I know Wesley Snipes <laughs> went to prison for like three years for tax fraud or something. Yeah. He did, didn't he? What happened to him? Yeah. That was years ago. What happened to him? Yeah, I don't know. I don't um, know no, if he's he, ever really done he, anything since. He, he came back out. Um, it's like right, you've been so... on Big Brother for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, 1998 was Blade, and when Wesley Snipes came out of prison, still jacked, obviously, but <clears throat> he did a load of movies. He's actually going to be in the new Coming to America movie with um, Eddie oh, Murphy. I heard about that, actually. Yeah. Eddie Murphy attached to that? Yeah. yeah. Good grief. Well, I, I heard that He's got like a thousand kids, though, so he needs um, to do something. Incorporating Blade into... The Marvel series, oh, um, really, and, of course um, there is. Yeah, and Wesley Snipes was a bit miffed of being recast. Apparently, well, he's a bit old for it now, though, as well, isn't he? He's not an actual <laughs> vampire. Yeah. He does age. <laughs> That's not part of the Marvel universe, though, is it? Yeah, like... it's, it's it's a Marvel comic book. Blade. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'll be one of the first, one of the early, earliest yeah. Marvel films. Then will it? Yeah, really. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if when it was originally released, like because you know all the Marvel films now have the Marvel yeah Marvel comic didn't book. have a studio yeah, when, it wasn't brand yeah, it wasn't it wasn't part of Marvel yeah. Studios no yeah. but the the comic book as you yeah. say is it was is back Marvel. when they were very liberal with them selling their rights yeah, yeah which got them into a lot of trouble with Spider Man yeah yeah they they were really hard up against the wall though at that time I'm sure like they were struggling for money that um. They, they, they had to basically just do something and um, Blade was one of the most attractive ones yeah. because they could, you know, it was a good storyline for the They've time. Had a few ups and downs over the years, yeah. Mm-hmm. And nobody's ever really got an incredible Hulk movie done properly. No, the Ed Norton, uh, the one, Ed was Norton okay. one was, yeah. was okay. Um, Eric Bana one was garbage. Mm-hmm. Lou Ferrigno? Yeah, Lou Ferrigno did play it, yeah. Was he um, not the first oh, yeah. one? Yeah. That was a long time. Yeah, that's right. It was just that's him right, painted yeah. green. That's all it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's no CGI <laughs> back then, boy. Yeah. In a mad green wig. Now, wouldn't it be great if they did like um, a rehash of uh, the Avengers movies, but um, got um, Lou Ferrigno to do The Incredible Hulk, and what was his name that did Batman with a really camp co- costume oh, and stuff Adam like that? West. Is yes. he not dead? Is he not dead? Is he dead? <laughs> I, th- I feel like, yeah. I'm, I'm, sure, I I'm sure they'll think of any way they can rehash more fucking Marvel films and Avengers and shit, won't they? Oh, yes, yeah, for someone that's never seen them, you really nice. do have a strong opinion. Yeah. I've seen all the X-Men films. Oh, well, that, um, that makes you perfectly valid to come. <laughs> well, there's about ten of them, so I think it's, it's a high volume of films to have watched. Just at varying also, ages of their life. X-Men films have like, um, like made like a billion dollars at the US box office. Like Infinity War made that in its first like 
month or something. So you're not comparing apples with apples. Did you find out about Adam West? Is yeah, he, he is dead. 2017. Yeah. Um, not of the coronavirus. So there well, you it was go. three years ago, so oh. I bloody hope not. <laughs> <laughs> not really that surprised, actually, Billy. Is that... Although speaking of bat, speaking of Batman and coronavirus, Robert Pattinson yeah. has uh, he's been done for um, some bat on bat action. Yeah, filming filming of the new Batman film has been halted because he's tested positive for the Rona. Dwayne the Rock Johnson and his entire family tested positive for COVID nineteen. I read that Did as they? well. Yeah, and the first symptom was that his wife couldn't smell his cooking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually not bad keep that one it. for tomorrow boys what, what's his wife's oh, name man. it doesn't matter what her name is <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> very good chaps very good uh, okay okay uh, Bremner what are you drinking pal and what have you been watching uh, boring again I've, I'm still trying to get through the uh, party beer so it's a, a mixture of Punk IPA and Camden Hills. Oh. Not mixed together. One, one oh. after the other. Cocktails, yeah? Um, yeah, a couple of solid beers, but I've yeah. still been unadventurous. Pretty good par- um, party goers, as you say. Uh, not, not adventurous, yeah, but just, everybody enjoys it. You've got to get through them, really. I've still got Budwe- Budweiser's to, to oh. pan through, though. So sure, you'll, be, to, oh, sure you'll have some guests around that you can pan them off to. <laughs> Do you want to come down and visit, Mark? Hey. Well, you need <laughs> someone to catch it. it, yeah. <laughs> um, I've only watched one film uh, this week, and it was apart from Billy's Choice. Uh, it was last night, it was The Martian. Um, oh, oh, which, what an excellent oh. film. Yes, yeah, so I'd seen it twice Mad before, but I've watched it about two years. <laughs> such a good film, isn't it? It's incredible. Did you go to the Amazing cinema and see it when it came out? No, I don't think so. I was toying with that being one of my selections, actually. Mm. Is it old enough for you? Though? I, with that's all, yeah, that's got to be too young, surely. It's it's so, over I think it's 2016, years. that, isn't no, it? I so. think it's just snuck in there, 2015, I think. B- okay. B- it wasn't shite enough for you to pick it, so it's always safe. <laughs> 2015 sneaks in. It's Kurt Russell in that one, is he? <laughs> uh, it would be all the better for it. <laughs> Very good. Uh, oh, I forgot to uh, ask. So, so he's Addy... got that weird Chewbacca thing hanging off his spaceship as he makes all of it. <laughs> Shoots it off with a machine gun dick or something. <laughs> Addy gave us a pint rating for his movie. B, you didn't give us a pint rating. Oh, I did not. Um, for the entire Blade trilogy, I'll give it um, five. Five pints. Middle, middle across the board. It's like an average. Yeah. Yeah. Middle ground. Middle Fair ground. enough. Yeah. Uh, Nick, what's your pint rating for The Martian? See, I, I, I love The Martian. I'd give it a two. A two? Personally. Nice. I think it's a brilliant Pretty film. high score like that. Yeah. Up, there with, up there with Hannibal. Well, I'd be four for Hannibal. Yeah, but, I, we, but we all know you've got no taste, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was all just because of Julianne Moore. Yeah. She was Sexist shite. pig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of pigs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, they sound great. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. We're done with that film now. We can move Ciao on. Bella. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good, Nick. Uh, and Billy. How are you, pal? What have you been drinking and what are you watching? What have you been watching and what are you drinking, even? Uh, what am I drink- No, yeah, well, still watching that, but I did actually get around to watching a movie this week. I made sure that I did. Um, so I'm currently drinking an Innocent Gun Session IPA, just bog-standard beer, but I've got um, mangoes on the run, chilling in the fridge, so I'm going to hopefully get around to having one of them uh, if Delicious. we get a break tonight. Very good. Um, and this week I watched The Quick and the Dead, um, oh, that's a good one. 
Yeah, how unusual a film is that to just come mm. across on Amazon Prime? Yeah. Um, if you've not seen it, Michelle Pfeiffer, it's got Gene Hackman in it, and it's also got uh, Russell Crowe and a very, very young Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, wow. It's all set in this little town in the West. Um, it's all based around um, basically them all doing the gunfight. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a competition, like a knockout competition. It's really good. <laughs> knockout, um, knockout via death, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of, eventually, yeah. yeah. But watch it, it's a good film. Ah, cool. Very cool. Uh, is that a classic Western or? Uh, nah, mid 90s, so it's not yeah. really set like but that. But what it's, I mean is, uh... it, is it set around uh, an older oh, yeah, town well, in the West? Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah horses and people <laughs> spitting in saloons and like people breaking out of jail and stuff like that. So the, the whole nine yards with it. Um, def- like four pints. Four pints. Yeah, very good. Very good. Solid. Oh, well, there you go. Well, chaps, I am drinking. I've been raiding my dad's beer cupboard and I've come out with an old jock Scotch ale. It's uh jock. yeah, brewed brewed in Broughton. Uh Broughton, Broughton. Uh and it's uh it's a six point seven percenter. Uh it's pretty, Marco pretty punchy. Uh, Good job you're unemployed. <laughs> Billy, prepare to take over. <laughs> it's uh apparently it's uh Rich and full-bodied with an intense caramel aroma and roasted maltness. It's actually quite tasty. Um, you have it fairly warm and, uh, yeah, just knock it back. So uh, cheers to that. Uh, and I've also watched... That bottle will be uh, older than you. It probably is, to be honest. I think it's still in date. <laughs> you know, but, uh, I, I want a question, Mark. Every week you say that you've raided your dad's beer fridge. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you're living at home beer. at the moment, Billy. <laughs> and also, it keeps it fresh for guessing what I'm going to be drinking. Uh, which is quite fun. Um, it's, it's like a selection box. Um, and I watched, uh, well, I say I watched, The Legend of Tarzan was on and I decided to do anything except watch it because it was so bad. It was the new one, 2016, <laughs> oh, with Alexander Skarsgård, oh. uh, Margot uh, Margo Robbie and... Margo! Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Samuel Jackson was in it as well. Um yeah, fairly high profile cast for such a terrible a movie. Uh, I don't think yeah, it's Disney. Disney. No, it's it, sure you know it was the remake of. Well, it wasn't on Disney. Um, it was on. Oh, I'm thinking uh, terrestrial. Jungle. Disney did Jungle Book. Yeah, yeah, um, but it was it was absolutely awful. Um, it, it was so bad. I thought about switching over for the Meg. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I really, that really didn't enjoy it. Um, Better or worse than Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I really didn't enjoy that. I'd, I'd say that's uh, probably a nine, nine or a ten pointer for me. Brutal. Uh, oh, bad. I mean, even the Samuel Jackson cameo couldn't save it from being no. nine pints deep. It was. It was. was it it didn't even hold my anything. attention, as I say. Like you know, twenty or thirty minutes in. And we all know the sort of the legend of Tarzan, and they tried to do their unique spin on it with him having moved to um, the Western world and become a civilized person and all the rest of it. But it, yeah, it was just terrible, and the effects make it look so fake as well, which is a shame because I think Alexander Skarsgård is actually a really good actor. Um, comes from a, a an acting dynasty. His family are all excellent actors. Um, I think I only remember him in um, it. Yeah, I can't think of anything. He's done, he's done quite a bit. Um, IMD Bill will tell I, us what I don't really know the about. history of Tarzan. Why, why, why is Tarzan white? Uh, it he was, was shipwrecked? He's not an orphan or something like that. Yeah, he's not like, he was, he gets lost he was shipwrecked. Or, yeah. 
or his family were shipwrecked and is that right? so he's from quite a wealthy yeah. family is he not yeah he's, he's yeah. from he's from a wealthy family um and there's various things on it but uh yeah yes. basically he was a from a, a rich white family who owned a ship Fucking bear and the ship crashed <laughs> um i tell you bear girls would have made, made a better tarzan than this movie um, <laughs> anyway yeah he, he was shipwrecked and then raised in the raised in the jungle by the the gorillas uh and uh then the uh the white man approaches the uh the jungle in order to hunt the animals and tarzan just the, the poor man's george of the jungle isn't it <laughs> i tell you what <laughs> i thoroughly enjoyed george of the jungle in comparison that's great yeah. i'm much rather yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah before he turned into a 90 stone wizard he got <laughs> so fat yeah the last I thing I saw some... Brendan Fraser do that I thought he was excellent in was, was Scrubs, actually. He was fantastic in Scrubs. Oh, he was in another oh, drama. I can't remember what oh, it was. He was in a real tearjerker of an episode. Yeah, he's, he's, he yeah. was Dr. Cox's, he was ghost. He was Dr. Cox's brother-in-law, in-law, who was also his best oh, yeah. friend, but yeah. he had leukemia, and it was sort of... Yeah. He'd already died. He was a yeah. ghost. It was the lead up oh, to yeah. his... Right in um, the feels. Yeah, mm. probably one of the best episodes of Scrubs. But there you go, chaps. That's what I watched this week. Um, and um, Alexander Skarsgård not done an awful lot of good movies mate I'll be honest I've never heard of any of these um, other than Zoolander but again not a good movie great movie opinion. what are you talking about I don't like it but what a shite I agree with Billy that never Next. happens <laughs> yeah moving very on very rarely <laughs> yeah, we, we agree on uh, Scotland's youth policy that, that is true <laughs> sometimes yeah there's not one <laughs> there you go ladies and gentlemen that's what we've been drinking and that's what we've been watching this week um, the movie of choice this week was brought to you by Graham Robertson uh, who chose Hard Candy so Billy if you'd like to take it away and give us a, a breakdown of the plot and some uh, little known facts about Hard Candy please thanks Mark so Hard Candy um, directed by David Slade um, 2000 uh, I do know I've had this all written down in front of me I've opened the wrong page one job uh, IMD Bill has I, one uh, job 2005 <laughs> it was 2005 it was it was filmed in um Directed by uh, David Slade, who's a British director, um, who started out his career doing mostly music videos and did the um, music video for System of a Down Aerials. Yeah, well, there you go. Good knowledge. Um, Also did uh, a Twilight film, a couple of episodes of Hannibal, so ties in quite well, Mm. and 30 Days of Night, which is dog shit, so don't watch it. Um, That isn't great, is it? That with Ethan Hawke. No, um, it's no, Josh Hartnett. The one that looks like him. Josh Hartnett. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, he had a career for like a year or two and then disappeared. Yeah, he was in yeah. Pearl, Pearl Harbor, Harbor yeah. and stuff that's like that. Right. Lucky number 11. Lucky number 11, yeah. 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 It's actually a good <laughs> film, though. Um, starring in the film, we have Patrick Wilson, who plays uh, Jeff Colber, and Ellen Page, who plays Hayley Stark. Yeah. Um, Patrick Wilson, most recently, you've probably seen him in In the Tall Grass, which is, I believe is a Stephen King adaptation. Um, reasonable film, it's nothing too special. Um, he was in Insidious, which is well worth a watch, and Lakeview Terrace with uh, Samuel L. Jackson's pretty good. Um, Ellen Page had a really good career, uh, X-Men, obviously, Inception, Juno. and Juno. Yeah. So the premise of the film is that Ellen Page is a 14-year-old girl. And opens up with um, essentially an instant messaging box on some sort of 
now closed down web platform. So it would have been like MSN Messenger or ICQ, ICQ or some, yeah. some nonsense like that. And it's clearly two people flirting. Um, his name is Lensman319, I think. And yeah. her name is Thong Girl. Just loads of R's. Did anyone else think that was hilarious? Yeah, <laughs> I just think of that girl from high school. school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks back to their uh, what they had when they were that age on um, MSN Messenger. If you don't know what MSN Messenger is and you're listening to this, go and Google it and you'll understand that Facebook existed before it did now. And it's just a ripoff of MSN. Um, so basically, they're just messaging back and forward and they're all quite flirty messages. But there's obviously a conversation there that he's a little bit older or significantly older and it's really creepy in the way it goes back and forward. But she's quite openly and happily flirting with him. Um, and they, then they arrange to meet. Which is where it all starts going downhill for this man. Um, they meet in a what looks like a, like a Starbucks or a little coffee shop and she's eating some tiramisu and she ends up with it on her face and then he stood behind her and this is the first time they've ever met and he approaches and she's you know kind of shy embarrassed little 14 year old girl uh and she's like oh i'm so sorry and he's like oh don't worry and he takes his thumb and takes the chocolate off her lip and then licks it which is just like ridiculous you would never do that ever not these days anyway (laughs) No. Get thrown out the coffee shop, get him standing with a mask. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, basically the, the whole opening scene is the two of them in the coffee shop. Um she clearly comes across as a little bit more mature and wiser beyond her years and what she's talking about and what she's reading. Um and he openly flirts with her and you know it's you can see that he's trying to lead her down a, a trap of saying, Oh, I've got the Gold Frap uh, concert on MP3. Why don't you come and listen to it in my house? So it's just this really seedy way we don't, of doing it. We don't actually know she's 14 at this point, do we? Because she's not said anything about being 14. We just know that she's younger than him. And she talks about sure being at uni. It's, no, it's, very, no, it's very early. It's, it's, it's very early. I, I, I thought yeah, it wasn't until we went to uh, his house. Nah, he's pretty aware of it. But there is, there is the 14 in her username. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think you do know. I think that it's. I'm sure you know. It's it's set to know. You know that, that you, you know that she's younger than him, and it's inappropriate. And but you don't. Yeah. I, I I didn't realize that she was 14, as I say, until we got to her house. But if it's in the username, I mean, that's something this film does really well, which I'm sure we're going to discuss. Is there's lots of little subtle hints, um, like the missing poster in the coffee shop, and uh, you know, missing person poster for the young I girl. that, but. Well, the interesting thing about it is that actually the age is... And she, uh, Ellen Page was 17 when she filmed this movie and they wanted her to play a 12-year-old. Um, and the initial reaction I, I had when I was reading that was that, oh, obviously they just thought, fuck, let's not do a 12-year-old. But the only reason they didn't make her 12 in this film was because they couldn't make her look 12 years old. So they said, oh, you're 14. And they just oh, kind of rewrote like it. fucking 10. I was thinking that. I, I, I thought I thought she looked like a ten-year-old boy, which That's made it even more sinister. She'd just done a movie before this, and I can't remember the name of it. I should have wrote, written it down. Um, where she'd completely shaved her head, so she had to audition twice and put a wig on, um, and then oh, said, so "Oh, that's a wig." No, that's her hair grown back in. Oh, but I see. The, I see. in the audition. For the purpose of audition, yeah. That's interesting. I, I don't think it would work as a twelve-year-old, which we can discuss later. But I think twelve-year-old would be too young to be able to 
do and um be as aware to do a lot of the things she does yeah, and yeah, to be yeah. as as intellectually aware uh, as she is and comes across in the yeah i mean i think she's uh she's vulnerable enough but she yeah. she shows enough that and, and at that age of 14 you, you can still be as you say a bit more physically stronger and and uh, a bit more switched on you're a bit more world wary it's yeah. a big gap, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. I doubt, I doubt between those two years, you're strong enough to be hoisting fully grown men up to beams and stuff. But you know, no, but we'll come back. We'll come back to that. We'll do that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, when they're in the the coffee shop, they order uh, coffee and sweets and chocolate and stuff, and he orders chocolate hearts and everything he does. Like, obviously, is just leading to showing uh, his characters how creepy. Um, he is as a guy um she, even though she seems mature you're just so uncomfortable with the way he acts and he's quite arrogant about it the whole way through um mm-hmm. i think that patrick wilson does a brilliant job in the character that totally throughout agree. the film yeah in the, so in the scene and made my skin crawl throughout the whole film mm-hmm. though i think he does mm-hmm. really well with it, that he could have been he, he's creepy but he, he's not likable that's the wrong word word but he he doesn't seem disgusting. No, he he like comes he, across. He can come across as a victim very very well. Yeah, yeah. He was fucking excellent. He was. I thought he was absolutely incredible. As was she. To be fair, I thought both no, central characters were incredible. Honestly, that the first first twenty minutes, I was like, what an annoying little. Bitch. Well, it's quite oh, fun. I, I think, I think what the film did really well, though, and we just touched on it there, is that at times you were kind of wondering who the bad yes, person was, totally the good person yeah. was, and you yes, actually felt yes. sorry. Patrick Wilson on quite a few, well go on to specific scenes because I'm sure there's a couple yeah. that will come up but yeah. he felt sorry for him I, I agree with you crazy. Uh, to, just to like to show how loathsome her character was I mean I was actively rooting for a paedophile for like half of this film like, I was like am I wrong to be thinking this but I really want him to fucking get loose and fucking shave her head in. <laughs> no. but it's it's oh. true and I, that was what the film did fantastically well as Nick said the balance between whose side you were on because you're well aware sort of pretty early on that this guy is a paedophile or is at least trying to do, you know, lead this young girl astray. Um, mm-hmm. And yet, as the film progresses, you're hoping that he's actually going to win the situation, you know, to be the victor mm-hmm. of the situation, when actually you catch yourself saying, but actually, surely I can't be cheering on the pedophile, as Addy says. It's, an inter- no. it's, 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 a, it's a fantastic balance, really, really well directed. Mm-hmm. How the film takes a juxtaposition of she's the protagonist and he's the antagonist because he's the paedophile but we all have normal regular people moral compasses yeah so you're watching her as she does everything that will come onto in the film and you say that's not right even though if you saw you know a news report of raul that we know all very well in the newspaper that we've seen um doing you know something horrific that none of us would ever consider that you would then say oh we'd cut his balls off but then this proves the point that you actually wouldn't because you don't. Yeah, old old yeah. one ball Raoul. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so um, when, when they're in the coffee shop, one of the things that they're talking about is that um, Jeff is saying to Haley, um, so surely you'll get hit on by all the boys and things like that. And um, she says, oh, you're old enough to be my dad. And she stops and starts apologizing. Um, and he says, um, you look an act older. It's really impressive. Um, and then he says good things are worth the wait and he says I'll wait, I'll wait uh, for four years for you Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then 
he gives her a t-shirt and she goes to the toilet in the the coffee shop so the reason that and, they went to the coffee shop initially was it was to do with the nighthawks wasn't it um and mm. she said i'll meet you at the nighthawks which presumably is the the cafe which would be a chain of cafes in america like costa or whatever and mm. as as you say he she really likes a t-shirt um and she says, "Oh, I really like that one, but I couldn't, I couldn't afford it. I don't have." She says, "I don't have the pennies or something like that." A really sort of childish term. And he's like, "Oh, mm. it's okay. I can, I'll buy you it." Um, so as as you say, he starts doing the little gestures and the little things to try and reel her in, and I think he to ca- the point where he, he buys her, the t-shirt. Uh, I think he calls her little girl at one point yeah. as yeah. well, which yeah, almost like, right. suggesting that he actually thinks of her as even younger than she is. Yeah. Which goes back to the way she looks, which is and like he wasn't even phased by the comments of her. It's like she's trying to test the waters to see how far he's willing to go. Like she almost calls him out when she makes that comment, saying, "Oh, they're they're old enough to be my dad." Yeah. And, you, and he's like, nah, not remotely bothered. Like shrugs it off, and like the first scene where they meet at the counter, and then I think they go back for when he buys the t-shirt. Both times they have super inappropriate, weird conversations. Why the fuck is the barista not like? I'm calling the cops. Like that's there's fucking something weird going on here. It's a fair point. And any, well, anybody might, else listening in it. the coffee shop? He's on minimum wage. He can't be fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For seven dollars an hour, it's not going to happen, is yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. We'll turn the blind eye to paedophilia in the old night hall. The boy can't afford the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, his manager's looking at him like, I do not use my work phone to phone the cops on these people. <laughs> it's a free phone call. <laughs> call him on your dime. <laughs> you're, you're on the clock here, mister. Um, <laughs> but then, BT, interested, but if, if you were working in that rest, your restaurant you work in right now and there was uh, an inappropriate conversation going on between a man and a young girl, what would you do? Uh, oh, I don't know. Okay, when you put it like that, maybe you wouldn't do anything, would you? You might think it's strange, or you might think it's a bit, yeah. you know, unusual, and try to keep an eye on it. But then, if they go and they we'll just, just do what we've always done and be pussies and say nothing. <laughs> exactly. But and, I thought actually on the on the point in the coffee shop when the, the when they go to sit down at the table. First of all, I thought this film was absolutely beautifully shot. It was absolutely stunning. Mm. I completely disagree. I hated how many close-ups there was. Like it was jarring and annoying. I hate. Well, that's it. really interesting because I thought they worked really well. To yeah. because because it's seen was a close up of one person's face. It pissed the, me there's off. only a cast of six, and it to have that intensity to have you focused in fully on that person's face a lot throughout, and also to I thought it really worked well in terms of putting you in the situation and also making you feel uh, uncomfortable, uh, uneasy, and 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 awkward uh, about the situation through having the close ups and having that intensity of the gaze from either of the mm-hmm. two actors it really felt yeah. like you were under scrutiny but what i would say is i thought there was a beautiful shot where the two of them were sitting at the table just before they go back to get the t-shirt um and as i mentioned earlier it just pans ever so slightly from uh patrick wilson's character jeff pans slightly to his left um between the two of them and on the background there's a missing um girl poster like mm-hmm. a little yeah. missing yeah. child um, Donna. Uh, Donna Mauer. Mauer, that's it. Mauer. Um, and uh, it cuts and you just see the briefest flash of it and then it, it continues on to Ellen Page and it comes back to uh, Patrick Wilson's character. Yeah. And I thought it was, there, was love, there was quite a few lovely, subtle moments like that um, that get played throughout, which just seeps into the subconscious, keeps you ticking over, you know? Um, 
but it's interesting that you yeah. didn't like the cinematography be. I would tend yeah, to I agree think with there was, Mark. There was places that it worked, but for me it was it was too much. Interesting. Yeah. I quite liked that you because it was generally focused on one person. You couldn't really see the other person's reaction, hmm. like to yeah. what that person was saying. There was a couple of scenes. One of them was the fucking castration scene, which we'll talk about later. Hmm. But you didn't have a clue how how that person was reacting. There was such a focus on what the person that was speaking. I think that was because you didn't have a clue. You're in the dark of how, especially Ellen Page, her reactions to stuff, which is obviously ambivalent. Yeah. Time. There's yeah. A, a really, uh, really, really clever thing to do throughout this film. Um, and what they do is they make the, the colour shots go from really warm to really cool. Did you see that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So throughout it. Uh, I didn't pick up on it, but now you, now you see it, yeah. So initially it's all really warm, and then the first time she knocks him up, uh, knocks him up, off. Um, <laughs> Different out. movie, Billy. <laughs> Whoa, I watched the wrong one. Um, I did worry about that. There is another film called Hard Candy came out like last year. Um, it goes really cool and cold, and it does that really quickly throughout the film. Sometimes, like in the same scene, it's really, really um, subtle. The color just drains uh, out of them, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so then, yeah. So she gets the t-shirt. She goes into the bathroom. Um, and they have this little back and forward about, oh, yeah, we'll make the, the cashier wonder what we're doing. Um, and she opens the door and flashes them in just their bra. And then she closes it really quickly. And he stood there and, and he says, uh, keep teasing me like that and I'll go crazy. Which is just, again, a super, super creepy thing to say. Yeah. Oh, no. But on that, on the keep teasing me, I'll go crazy. By this point, she's already told him two or three times that she's insane. And the doctors mm -hmm. have... Um, well, maybe not two or three times, but she's already mentioned once. it once about the doctors saying and saying that you know yeah, four or five doctors five think doctors. I'm insane. So what yeah. you got, what you got to do, you know? Yeah. Um, and now we get into the super creepy bit when he takes her to his car, which is a mini. Um, yeah. Which she is impressed by, which is the most unrealistic part of this movie. <laughs> yeah. A fourteen-year-old girl, he's, he's got his own car. It was like, <laughs> yeah, and and he's got uh, illegal MP3s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention, you can buy her a T-shirt. <laughs> to be uh, fair, as paedophiles go, he's extremely he's pretty good looking, isn't he? Really, you with like, yeah, he's quite most, handsome, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, but wretched beings, but uh, yeah, you you imagine them to be cellar like dwellers. Yeah, he's, de he's definitely a bit better looking than Mason Verger. <laughs> Mason Verger, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know, I realised a bit less uh, sinister. That that this film and the last one and the first film that we've done. Have why are we picking? I know why are we picking these films? I was talking about fucking pedos. <laughs> was there much of a pedo uh, element? And it'd be big trouble in Little China had a lot of problems. But I don't think pedophilia. Oh, no, was. no, it did, we compared. We compared. Yeah. Um, David Lapan in a wheelchair to Mason Verger. Oh yeah, but so, Lapan wasn't a pedo. To be fair, no, he so, was. Yeah, uh, he was. That's libelous, Nicky. He was two thousand years old. Yeah. <laughs> well, by that, well, by, by that making, yeah, but where where'd you draw the line? <laughs> she should she should be at least a thousand. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, Was it half your age plus seven? Yes, it is. Right, okay, plus seven. seven. The golden rule. <laughs> Lopan's a pedo then. <laughs> but yeah, he shows her the car, and then he gets down on his. Why is that car park so empty? Why is there not a single car? In I know, he's oh, found like a helipad or something. On the <laughs> he's, road. Gone, he's, gone, uh, he's gone to the top he... floor of the Overgate and nobody's parking there. <laughs> Nobody fucking goes there anymore. Yeah. That's the problem. It's too expensive. <laughs> um, the reason it's empty is because when he arrived, it was really busy. 
and then they spend all day talking together. And so then when they're leaving, it's there. I, I don't I think, think it's all day because they go oh, back to they day. go back to his house with a full day ahead of them. Oh no, yeah. So they've I, only, I, I they've read only that been in an there. interview. It must on, be wrong. The, on the if you look at the timestamp when she says, "I can get my sister to come and pick us up," it's like eleven. Uh, in the morning, they meet, they meet at eleven. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They meet, they they meet at eleven a.m. So, so yeah. they've been talking yeah. all morning. So, like, you know, really, he's just found the most remote place to park, so it doesn't look suspicious. I guess. Yeah, that's probably um, no yeah, cameras, perhaps. Yeah, but it doesn't uh, look suspicious overtly sleezing on a young girl in a <laughs> public coffee shop. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yes. basically licking tiramisu off her face. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. says, because um, she's. An exceptionally gifted student, right? Or so we're led to believe, um, yeah. who's fourteen yeah, year old but at university. Um, we'll come, to, we'll come to that in two seconds. But we'll, you know, he's a she's an exceptionally gifted student who's at university studying and reading her dad's <laughs> reading her dad's medical books and so on and so forth. Yeah, what's he um, studying? Is so, he annoying cunt? <laughs> so I can beat you just that big holes in this film because this film was so shit last week. Because <laughs> uh, Billy, Billy liked my film, but I will be doing that to yours next week. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're getting ten pints. It's not me next week. I don't think. back on topic. Yeah. So yeah. she's uh, exceptionally gifted student and all the rest of it. Um. So for somebody who and he dresses like a lecturer, he could be a college lecturer going to a coffee shop which you imagine is around well, in my in my head it was around the university campus and i don't know what the nighthawks are whether they're the campus team or whatever but um it, it felt like it wouldn't necessarily be completely out of place for someone who's dressed like a lecturer to be talking to somebody who looks younger um yeah maybe yeah but no that that entire coffee shop scene made my skin crawl I mean, the whole film, film did. did yeah. Really. yeah. So, yeah. see, just for a bit of clarity, uh, the Nighthawks is uh, a painting. It's a very famous painting of a diner in the middle of the night, and there's like a couple of people in it who are the Nighthawks, um, and you can see them through a glass window. Oh, so, wow. it's, so it's, it's nothing it's to do really... with the sports team. <laughs> no, nothing at all. <laughs> no. um, let's it's, go, it's Nighthawks. Really... Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really super famous um, painting. If anybody wants I think to look I know up. the one. It gets parodied quite a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. there's there's a Banksy one where it's like Big Bird and like Cookie Monster and stuff, just like sat at a bar or some shit like that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Jeff's been down on his hands and knees, licking and kissing her feet, and then yeah, they go in the, the car park. The... What the fuck, yeah, man? Yeah. There was no one there. Sorry. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's just, several helicopters floating around, and also there's 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 a really good bit of sound. I'm not sure if it's at this moment when they're at the car park or if it's when they first arrive at his apartment, but you hear a siren in the background. Um, there's a police siren, and you're just like, oh, finally, <laughs> they're they're coming to get the guy already. But I was like, it's just a clever little soundscape that just again yeah. is alerting your sort of subconscious to go, this is wrong, this is wrong. If you've not already figured that out, you know. Uh, very very clever use of has sound. Nine minutes of music. It's amazing. The silence yeah. is the silence is deafening in a it's way. So eerie, isn't it? it yeah. It's such a big focus on like it, like people what people say basically, and little like you say, little sounds in the background. It's it, it's chilling. Mm. Like, and, yeah, think, it, and things like breathing that when yeah. he's breathing heavily or she's breathing or screaming, it, it's just that you know it's like a heartbeat and that's all you can hear and it focuses in on what you're doing it's just so powerful the way they use silence very and clever. sound other than music very very clever very different to yeah. hannibal yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 
Well, you don't get many films that have no music, do you? And generally, they're not they're, they're yeah, indie they're films, and like they're not that enjoyable a lot of the time, or they're a bit awkward, like an indie yeah. comedy, like a Napoleon yeah. Dynamite or something like that. Um, but it worked so well in this. And usually, you need music to like build tension and kind of influence yeah, sure. the way yeah, the yeah. conversation's going. But that was the good thing you you didn't know what was the twists were more crazy because you did you, there was no like hint yeah. through the music that something mental was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it just suddenly happened. Um, so then she gets in the car because she's come to listen to an MP3 of Goldfrap. Um, can't <laughs> name a Goldfrap track, by the way. Um, couldn't do it. Oh, I, hate, I, I think Beatty liked Goldfrap, I'm going to say. <laughs> you did, didn't you? No. no <laughs> right. um, and they go for this big long drive in the Mini, which having owned the Mini at some point in my life is not comfortable to do. And it's obviously really far away from where they are because... The, the way it's cut and they're going yeah. windy like conveniently out in the countryside eh? yeah. and it's yeah, supposed to be LA way. right so um, I'm sure I'm no, sure Calabasas is it Calabasas I, do they not see... where the Kardashians live so it's outside of LA okay it's yeah because like when she calls later on she mentions that she's from the LAPD um, yeah it's, so. it's the Los so Angeles it is, area it's LA okay. yeah. yeah it's the area yeah but you have a lot Calabasas of suburbs and things thing. like that. Yeah, so. yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. But uh, I was just saying the, the setting is in LA. But yeah, so she drives absolutely miles away to the countryside, right? Yeah. Um, it's still in like a little suburban area because we know later on that he's got neighbours and things. Um, but then we find out that he's 18 years older than her. So he's 32, she's 14. So literally the same age as all of us. Um, which God, he looks awful for 32. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so she's listening to the music and kind of enjoying this bootleg copy and he brings her what I assume is a glass of water, it could be anything and she says um, oh you should not, we, we get taught mm. not to take drinks from anyone that you've not mixed yourself, um, so she then proceeds into his kitchen, starts making screwdrivers, which is vodka and fresh orange yeah. um, and he just lets her do it mm-hmm. he's absolutely okay oh, with it. you would have suspected <laughs> Weirdly, keeps his vodka in the fridge. Yeah, no, I've seen a few people that. do that. Yeah, the yeah. Russians and the Polish do that. Yeah, if, if, if they it's do a good it, stuff. then you know they know what they were doing. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they basically have this uh, conversation again about just general flirtation, um, and he shows her his studio after showing her some photographs on the walls of young girls who are provocative and modelling for him. If we haven't mentioned already, he's a photographer. I can't remember whether we said or not. Yeah, yeah, yes. no. Quite a good one, no, by all accounts. Yeah. Yeah, the, the hint is that his name's Lensman, so, you know, it all ties in mm-hmm. very quickly yeah. with that. Um, and so she seems though she's a little bit jealous of the models, and um, he he's hap- happily letting her drink, and then... He claims they've never slept with any of the underage models, which he then very quickly admits that that's not true. Um, and we get introduced to um, the character device of Janelle, who obviously is a massive, massive part in this, um, as we'll find out. Um, and he starts getting aggressive about it. So we start now seeing just that twist in his character where he's not just this kind of nice guy happy-go-lucky um, that's a little bit rapey. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah he's he's got a serious problem um and it then starts to unfold a lot more is this this is the point where they've both been drinking the screwdrivers right and yeah. mm-hmm. um she starts to then say take some photos of me 
um, but I don't want I don't want to be shot in the studio. I want you to shoot me here, and I want you to shoot me here. And she starts behaving. Really, it's the first time we've seen her behave like a teenager. Like I mean, yeah. there's been hints of it before, but it's the first time that we actually see her behave like a fourteen year old girl. Um, yeah. And uh, this is where, as you say, he starts to change. And equally, the camera starts to, as in the, the, the photography of the film, starts to distort slightly as he gets very, very quickly. His, his temper escalates very, very quickly. Um, and we start to understand that something's not right. And she is taken aback by it, but equally, she seems concerned as to be what's wrong, what's wrong. Um, yeah, but the whole time he's struggling to like struggling to concentrate, yeah, struggling to focus and mm. listen to what she's saying. Yeah, so we're we're starting to think oh, something's not quite right here. And he sh- and he shouts at her. The music's blaring, and she's dancing, jumping, uh, and he shouts at her. And interestingly, um, I read that he, in the actual filming of it, he doesn't shout at her. Uh, David, Sp- uh, the the director basically changed that digit list to make his mouth look bigger and raise yeah. the volume on it to and and he was even Patrick um Wilson was really creeped out about the whole thing um as to how well it worked. And the next thing we see is that he wakes up tied to a chair. Yeah. yeah. Hence the twist. So evidently um he should have taken the advice that she gave to him about drinking things from strangers that you didn't yeah and she, she dropped in that hint about being a bit insane earlier on when it was like four out of five doctors would say insane so she'd given a couple of hooks but you never i don't know i don't know what that one out of five doctor was on about because she's a straight up fucking psycho <laughs> take, that, take that man's medical license they can switch that off, off and on though can't they but yeah there was a couple of hints but you never saw what was it was dr robotnik in fairness be come on now <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say this sorry Adi, you say something? i always get a second opinion Definitely. Well, she she got five. Yeah. She was called insane four of them. Or, or five. Yeah. <laughs> it was the first guy who said she wasn't though. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyone... day? He was retiring. What did he yeah, care? He, he was on a half day. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah. What I would say is that actually uh, coming in from the outside of this movie, not knowing anything about it, didn't you know read any synopsis or anything. Um, I thought that the twist was genius. Um, yeah. there was something you could tell obviously something's not right you're pretty convinced that he's a pedo and he's leading her on um, and you know going to do bad things I guess with her um, but I thought the, the twist when he comes to and he's tied to this chair and she's in complete control and as B says lets her know you shouldn't drink things that somebody else mixes for you um, the twist was brilliant it takes him a very long time to realise that he's in serious trouble. Yeah, that's he true. Thinks, I think that he's convinced that he's still in control with it, which is the, yeah. the big th- well, the, theme the, that the, runs The twist was brilliant because actually you think that he's grooming her, but the whole time she's been grooming him. Yeah, she was playing him mm. the entire time. Yeah. Did anyone see that coming who hadn't seen it before? Nope. Um, I, di- I didn't. I think... No, I knew it was coming, I think. I'd never seen the film Did before, you? but... How, yeah. how, why do you th- why do you think? That? I think I'd I'd read a syn- synopsis. Somewhere. Oh, right, like, okay. I knew I knew what the film was about before seeing it, but I had, I had no idea. Yeah. I thought it was just gonna be like an American Beauty type film yeah. where it's all about grooming. Yeah, I, I would have been sinister. completely blindsided by it. I was. Is it only me and you that seen it before, Billy? Twist. It must be then. I think so. It must have been. Yeah. yeah, Nick, I'm surprised that you're thinking that I would choose a film like American Beauty. <laughs> 
or in the well, same it's quite dark as American Beauty as well. I actually thought it was creepy. really good. I watched that not long ago for the first time, and I actually thought yeah, it was American really Beauty's quite good. American Beauty is a brilliant film. Yeah, it's very yeah, good. It's I'm not saying it is, but like comparatively to this, like something as yeah, light this, this is more sinister. This is far yeah. more sinister. It's more devious. Um, yeah. But I, I agree with what you say that the the twist is so good that she she plays an absolute blinder at being so two faced that she's you know very. Oh, I'm so young. I'm so naive. I'm quite clever, though. Don't worry about it. I've got this medical book in my bag because I helped my dad. And then all of a sudden, he's tied to a chair and he's then, you know, flirting with her, saying, oh, it's playtime over. I thought you were wanting to be tied up first, this sort of stuff. And then he starts to realise what's going on here. There's obviously something not quite right about it. And he says, um, is this some t- type of teenage joke? And she says, teenage? Yeah. Joke? No. Mm. Huh. So, so, she says something about not even liking Goldfrapp as well, which was a nice little line. I can't remember exactly what she said. But. Yeah. <laughs> Clever girl. A bit of, a bit of humour in an <laughs> otherwise sinister um, plot. But, yeah. Um, you know the um, you know how you know that bedroom that was all pink was that why was is that, it all pink? Was that yeah, done because it was it's a childish like a, a, yeah, a young girl. girl's kind of I think room? So, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So it was very simple apart from that, but yeah. It's uh, yeah, I think it, it is a nice apartment, other than the the child porn, um, which is <laughs> yeah. obviously not something you would get with the house if you bought it. But um, he then starts <laughs> screaming, and you suddenly realise how serious this is for Jeff because she starts spraying. I assume just water at this point in his mouth. It, it's not water. It's it, like a bleach. It's, come, it's, it's, it's a clean, it's, no, It looks like it's a cleaning it's product. Bleach. It's not cleaning bleach. product. It's not yeah. bleach. She and later on, yeah, she then says next time it will be bleach. Yeah, because he's he's coughing mm. and spluttering and stuff like that. Um, but I just think that the, the escalation is so good in the film yeah. as to how it does this. There's some really, ter- obviously, there's massive peaks and then it levels out mm-hmm. um, very, very cleverly and, uh, as you say, well-directed, well-puppeteered. Um, yeah. And it's almost like she kind of goes on a mission to almost, like, draw a confession out of him, doesn't she? She goes on this, like, mission of, like, humiliation, yeah. um, delving into all the secrets, and she's almost kind of urging him to admit his wrong, yeah. yeah. And at that point, you think that's as far as it'll go. So yeah, like the, the whole that, time, it's like it. little hints that maybe she was friends with or somehow knew related the girl to, Donna, or... but we never actually yeah. find out. Yeah, um, that's something that the film does very cleverly: is it lets your imagination do a lot of the work. Yeah. For example, um, which again, these moments I'm sure we will go on to talk about later. We don't actually hear what happened with Donna other no. than it was him and one mm. other yeah, bloke you don't actually and we also do don't we don't the picture that he had uh, that she finds the pictures that she finds of um, the first girl is it Jim Janelle Janelle, Janelle. Janelle. Um, the first picture you see the reflection of the picture in her eye they do a really clever shot mm. but you do, again you don't actually know what the picture is so at no point is and, and also even the castration and the other moments of uh, violence or um where you think where you where your imagination will run wild, um, for example, when she sets the video camera up for him to watch mm-hmm. her do the castration, and actually, uh, again, we find out later that she's set up a videotape and that's what he was watching. But mm. you don't get to see this; it allows your imagination to think of the worst or fear for the worst. Yeah, the movie's better for it. Yeah, I totally agree. A bit like in Psycho, where you never see the knife, yeah. like the the knife actually. Mm-hmm. Mm. Doesn't hit them, but the you amount of people you ask them, you just see, yeah, 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 the amount of people you see. I don't even know if we ever see it happen. Blatantly find out that he's an actual paedophile, as in 
he's ever acted. I don't think we ever have full confirmation. We just have hints. That no, you do. You do at the end, actually. You do, yeah. yeah. yeah once, yeah. He when, says once he it finds wasn't... the safe in his table, he's got his dirty stuff in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, no, I mean, but stuff. actually, like, we acted as in slept oh, with young girls. We, we don't know for sure. He, he constantly says, I just watch. I'm just, I just take the photos. Yeah. I just, I'm a voyeur. Exactly. I'm a voyeur. And, and she brings up that, that's the, the voyeur side of things that he's maybe into as, you know, a lot of um, photographers are kind of known to be voyeurs that they, they capture things that you yeah. might not otherwise see and they like to watch and that kind of side of things. Um, but like you were saying, Mark, it's good that the way they film it, that they don't necessarily see a lot of the brutality in a lot of other films that are maybe a little bit like this. Um, so the castration scene, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, in depth, um, they do show no, you thanks. a little... <laughs> not a lot of depth after it. Um, there's a little bit of uh, the TV that they show, but that's the only bit that's actually blurred out yeah. on yeah. in the film. Yeah. It's, it, it's not because it's censored, it's because of exactly that. That your imagination's getting trained up to this point to be as powerful a creator of thought into the film as, as mm. you can be, rather than just say, "Let's show you a hacked off limb and yeah. a pair of testicles." But also, yeah. excuse me, but also the um, you're seeing it from his point of view as well. So when he's tied to the table and he's lying back, lying back over his head, trying to see the the TV, you know that he's been sweating and all sorts, and I'm sure crying at various points. That actually his view and vision of the TV is probably going to be blurred as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, I, 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 as I repeat, in terms of I thought the director of photography in this film got it and the director got it absolutely spot on in terms of putting you in this situation um, where you feel like you're in the scene with both characters. They, they do it remarkably well. Um, we might as well talk. I think we're, we're are, are we at about really the castration ahead. scene. We or yeah, we, we yeah we've, we've, we we've, we've gone quite far ahead. So if we if we pull it back, um, she so she he's still tied up, and Jeff still basically you know a he's tied up in the chair. Shocked. Yeah, yeah, he's in the chair, um, and he's a little bit confused about why she's doing this, and he's saying that uh, you know I thought we connected, and you know come on we we spoken for weeks and weeks and why weeks. Why are you torturing really me like this? He says. Yeah. Exactly. And then she turns around and says, I know that your neighbours aren't going to be home because they're away on holiday and he's working and she's super organised and he's like, you've been stalking me. And it's like, well, you've been stalking her. You're the predator, but she's actually turned the tables mm. on it. It's this vigilante aspect that runs through the whole film, which is brilliant. And that the, the colour then changes really quickly when she starts talking about torture. Um, yeah. I, because this is nothing. You've not seen anything yet, Jeff. You're about to really see some torture come your way. Um, fucking hell, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and she asks him, right, why are you into kids? Why, why are you attracted to young girls? Yeah. Yeah. Why, can't, and, why can't Americans say pedophile properly? Oh, I was thinking that. Bloody <laughs> pedophile. So well, to be fair, it's like aluminum, isn't it? Mm. It's like aluminum. Yeah, yeah, that's annoying as well. Yeah. God forbid they ever meet an aluminium pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> you mean um, an aluminium pedophile? No, aluminium pedophile. That sounds like something you would buy for a racing bike. It does say something at a B&Q, doesn't it? <laughs> Hi there, I'm in for an aluminium pedophile. <laughs> right over here. Other garden stores are available. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
Um, and so at this point where she asks, why are you and the kids? It's gone, the, the, the lighting's gone really warm again and it goes really cold again. Um, and she basically outright calls him. It's the first time you hear it. She outright calls him a paedophile, not a pedophile. Um, and she then becomes like really adult again, that she's no longer this kid. And she starts explaining the really simple morals of you don't let kids drink. You, why are you meeting up with kids? Why are you talking with them on the internet? And she explains, I think it is at this point she does the bit where she explains that she'd uh, you know, started off at different ages and he yes. he'd ignored yeah. her. Yeah. And then, and he tries to use the excuse that um that she was seducing him. Which in a way she sort of was, as yeah, we find out later. Not, like, as but she not that not that that's out, an excuse. Uh, yeah, not a valid Not that that's an excuse. An but he, no, he, no. She was absolutely um leading him on to get to this point because this is actually as we find out later is what she 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 was looking for him. Yeah. And then this is when she starts rummaging around the whole house to look for some damning evidence. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. up, to, up to this point, all she's found is lube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, he has um, terrible gun safety. That thing's just thrown under his bed. Yeah, it's a weird <laughs> one, that. Isn't yeah. It? But I suppose he's he's done the right thing. He's he's got the gun out, but he stashed his porn yeah. under a stone <laughs> in a floor in a safe. Yeah. So he's done the right yeah. thing, yeah. And that bit pretty cool little feature of that though. He's got some place. Uh, that's what I was thinking. It's a hell of a house, isn't it? He's yeah. obviously it's a, it's a right as Addy mentioned earlier. He's doing a hell of a job as a photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. And that bit when she's um, kids pays off. <laughs> but she's looking through his computer and she says that she can't find any of his porn. Clearly, hasn't heard of incognito browsing. Well, I don't even think that people that well, paedophiles go through in, in incognito. I think it's darker than that. Any paedophile worth their salt knows that. <laughs> yeah, come on, B.E. No, I mean I, her. As, I mean, as watching films about paedophiles taught you I nothing. I mean her. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying. No, but what I'm saying is he wouldn't have it on his computer, would he? Yeah, no. An incognito browsing. He's not that much of an idiot. Wouldn't be safe yeah. enough. I have, to, I have to say, the scene, uh, I, I know they obviously put these things in because it is a movie. Like, it'd be a pretty shit film if she just ran home found their dad's gun and shot him. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be a very good film. But, like, the whole safe-cracking thing is, like... I mean, this guy's presumably been eluding authorities for quite some time, so he's no dunce, is he? Yeah. And, and yet, the safe, she cracks it in four attempts. Mm. Yeah. They're like, fuck off. Yeah, but Addy, you know I mean? <laughs> she's, she's, she's a very gifted student. She's very clever. I suppose, in fairness, he... He had most of the uh, most of the numbers written on the back of that photograph, didn't he? Yeah. So oh, she, she had right. a good head start, oh, yeah. but it's like three seventeen or something. Austin three seventeen. Why? Why can't people who've got these immense secrets just use a fucking four, did, like you know, a six-digit random number that no cunt will ever crack? Yeah. Why does it have to be? A, why does it have to be his obsession's date of birth? Yeah. Right. Whatever it is. I know. Like any, I, know. I could have got that maybe not as quick as her because I'm obviously don't have her education. But after maybe a week or so, I imagine I'd probably get there in the end. But if it's just yeah. a six-digit code, you'll never fucking I get know. it, will you? Stupid. Zero, 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 zero. <laughs> that's, that's, that's five, Nick. Default setting. <laughs> the, first, the first attempt. <laughs> well, that was uh, lucky, wasn't it, Jeff? It opens up. He's like, curses! Talk about your all-time backfires. She kind of... <laughs> Talk about a hole in one. 
He's got that kind of money. He probably could have found an even better hiding place than a, a sort of shallow yeah, think. bunch of stones, yeah. eh? Yeah, it's a very thin a layer of stones. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm surprised she didn't find it because she said she'd already searched all over his house already yeah. when he was passed out. I thought, you didn't think to check underneath the weird stone feature yeah. in the middle of the room? That's where I would have checked. Yeah, or, Quite an obvious place to hide it, really. I, I don't know. Would you really check there? Well, she will. Yeah, because else, yeah, if I, well, yeah, if you well, checked everywhere else. Well, yeah, enough. but she didn't because she hadn't found the gun under the bed. That's exactly what I was going to say. Well, yeah. I've, I've looked everywhere. Like, well, you've all, you, yeah. the first place you'd look is under the bed. You've not seen. You've not checked the weird pink room. <laughs> 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 yeah, what had she done? Had another drink of vodka and looked in the cupboard, and then tied them up on the chair. And woke <laughs> yeah. Up. Oh, and well, then, can't find it. <laughs> ah, <give up. laughs> this is a nightmare. He's just so clever. <laughs> She is incredible at tying knots, though, in fairness to her. I was about to say yeah, that. She yeah, she's yeah. definitely got her scouts fucking scouts badge, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. She went to last the 10 minutes with Clarky. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so is this the part, like, so, she, she kind of lets her guard down and he manages to kick her in the head? No, not yet. Not yet. They, they, have, the, they have the moment of um, where he uh, starts saying about her dad and how she's unloved as a oh, child yeah. and all that he sort of stuff. He thinks he's got and the upper hand. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he thinks, and actually, again, like that's very well acted, performed, and shot because actually, you do get the sense of, oh, he's onto something here. Yeah. This yeah. this could break her. This could be enough. She is a vulnerable child, and actually, she's leading him on again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know, and it's funny because just when you thought you were maybe starting to feel a little bit sorry for him, mm. the situation mm. he was going through, they're like, oh no, you are a wanker, actually. Yeah. And you're reminded that he's a cunt. Yeah. yeah. And then she goes full fucking. Because what, she, on him. what he does is he, yeah, he, you're right, and he says all this stuff about her dad. Like, oh, you're just looking for somebody to talk to. And then she's like, yeah, you're so full of shit. And then she starts giving it to him and says, now, where would I, if I had something, I would hide it at home. And she just looks at him and he does this little half blink, obviously it's yeah. not a full intentional blink. And she goes, knew it. And then that's her off. She starts raking about the house, oh, yeah. and pulling it yeah. apart. And then yeah. you just, you, you can see him sweating, which is another really good device yeah. to use. Yeah. Just how much he sweats. Yeah. yeah. And you hear the clink you know of the stone. He's, he's like, in reality, he's like a meerkat. You know what's funny about that? In reality, you know, you know the spray that she uses in her mouth, in, in, in his mouth anytime he goes to shout? Uh-huh. When you're on, when you're on set and you need to be look, you need to be made to look like you're sweating. Literally, the makeup team will go around with one of those exact sprays and just spray it in your face. Oh, is that so right? that's what will have been happening to his uh, to get the the sweat. I effect. thought you were going to say that they tie you up and then threaten to torture you and release your dirty <laughs> internet <laughs> secrets, Mark. Only, only when you're going method, Billy. Yeah, that's method. <laughs> So um, she finds the safe, and then, as Addy says, that she she gets it with her like fourth try, which fair play to her. She should she should have gone into safe cracking. Like, she'd made a fortune. Well, I mean, she's fourteen. She's got her whole career. She's ahead got of time. Her. You're right. That's she's got whole time. life ahead of her. <laughs> and to be fair, I mean, given what she's done so far, she's only she's on kidnapping. Safe cracking's not that far away. I mean, True. the mafia will probably give her a job in no time at all. Um, <laughs> and she pulls out the photographs, and there's uh, a photo of Donna Mauer. And she goes, what's this, Jeff? And she, then she pulls out the photographs and says, oh, Jeff, there are federal laws against this, Jeff. Sick. So you never get to know what, what's yeah, in there. Yeah, you never see them. Mm. And as I say, that, yeah, that's, the, that's where you get the shot where the camera, she's looking at the photographs and the camera is pointed at her and it closes in on her eye, on her iris, mm. and, and you see the reflection of the 
picture which looks like a naked young girl lying on the bed but you know you're not actually sure of what it is mm-hmm. again your your imagination is mm. doing all sorts and this is this is um, probably one of my favorite bits of the camera uh, movement that Beatty hates um, he kicks her and then he like scrambles through the house trying to get the gun and he picks up man just to get the gun he actually um, does really well to get the gun no, the way looking at how he's tied to the how he's tied to the chair yeah. he does a really good job and then he makes a fucking arse of it yeah. because he picks the gun up and he, and then he goes looking for her whilst he's still fucking just tied to the chair room. just sit in the room sit in the, corner, sit in the yeah. fucking room mate yeah. What is but this? Your the, first the fucking really rodeo? Come on! Every kid. time he turns, the camera angle changes. So he he goes left. The camera angle shoots him from a different angle. Yeah. So there's like six or seven. Yeah. Different, so it's how confused he is as to where he is. You're in your own house, mate. Roll over to the side of the room that you know there's no more kiddie porn in, and wait for her to come yeah. in the room and attack. Literally, where he picks gun. the gun up from, from Just the left hand side yeah. of the bed. Yeah. There's one door the in, one yeah. door out. Yeah. I thought this. In fairness, he's probably a bit disconcerted. He's never been captured by uh, a fourteen-year-old girl, drugged and then yeah, tied okay. up. So it's it's a strange scenario yeah. to be involved in. But um, I thought this moment. Um, so once he he scrambles, he manages to get the gun, and then they have a bit of a scuffle. She manages to get wrapped cling she film. She cling films him, which again, like, genius moment, for a fourteen-year-old. Yeah, that I thought that was a turning point. At that moment, I thought, right, that's it. They both of them do definitely do not make it out of this unscathed. Like uh, yeah, I one, thought... one of them at least is going down in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Where were we, Billy? Okay, so um, Jeff's been tied up. He's managed to get the gun and Haley's managed to jump him from the back uh, with the cling film. And so once again... Jeff is knocked out. This time, though, Haley's got a cut to the head, and it looks as though she's maybe been, you know, crushed against the wall a bit. She maybe hurt her ribs a little bit, so she, maybe she's not hundred percent. So the tables might have turned a little bit, you know. Um, and the next thing we know, Jeff is tied up on a table. But one thing that really pissed me off was that he gets the phone. I appreciate the fact that he uh, he goes for the gun. That makes perfect sense. But why didn't he call the cops? Yeah. I have a bit of a problem with the whole gun situation, actually. So. She's meant to be a 14-year-old girl who's on top of mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. yeah? Takes care of everything. And yet, she just leaves the gun on the bed. Like... Is that not maybe just a clever plot device yeah. to remind us I that she, she is so a 14-year-old girl that she's like she not... have ever imagined maybe. a scenario yeah. that but Jeff managed to... Come on, kid. She's What do you think like... is the only weapon that's going to actually stop yeah. you here? The gun. So... Put it in your fucking back pocket, or or in the bag where she's already got more rope and all the rest of it. I think it is just showing a bit of naivety. She's obviously done this w- at least one time. Well, we don't before, know that yet, but, but yeah, that's prolific. that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we do that is true. Then again, showing off her not tying pro- prowess when he wakes up. Um, oh, incredible! Yeah, so... which again, the whole th- that whole that well, whole again, section is very well shot. Not that good. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, but again, as Ad- Addy said earlier on, like. Um, how strong she must have been physically lift a fucking full-grown man up, up onto that table and tie all Who's those Who's knocked knots. out. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because he looks he's unconscious. So, let's say he's what, six, six foot and he doesn't look as though he's a, a small guy. So let's say he's probably, what, 12, 13 stone no. at dead weight. 
and she's in fact he's probably bigger now he's probably 14 stone and he's probably quite muscular yeah. and he's, she's got to haul him up that's a lot mm-hmm. of weight it's, impo- it's bollocks I think she had one of those uh, we, we didn't see it but I think she had one of those hoists that Hannibal Lecter used on Bows in or bows out no no pass in like one for yes like twice for no his bags are as heavy as Barry's my dog weighs more than her she's fucking tiny yeah <laughs> well, yeah, maybe she maybe she's got a lot of leg strength, Addy. You know, that's maybe where it is. Maybe. You, you hear about these kids that lift cars off the parents during accidents and stuff like that. Like, two-year-olds just repping like a Volvo. I mean, I suppose she probably could have, like, lifted them to be upstanding and then just sort of, like, yeah. dragged them onto the yeah. table. It is Although probably possible. Although time-consuming as well, because, you know, yeah. he's, he's going to be coming round any moment. Yeah. Anyway, she's... It's probably got about half an hour. She's, she's figured it out. She's managed to get him up on the table, and you're wondering what's going on. She appears in surgical scrubs, which is really clever the way they do it. Um, and it's just teasing glimpses of what's going to happen to him. And she start and explains that he's basically got ice on his balls. Um, so you obviously know that something's happened or something's about to happen. Um, yeah, that, the way they point. shoot that whole the whole sequence of the ice and the balls and all the rest of it is very very clever. Because every time, every time, grimace. yeah, every time the camera turns back to him, you feel uncomfortable. As a, as a, a man, I'm sure yeah. a, a female watching it would, would think the same thing. It's, it's actually it's stressful uncomfortable sight, watching but, this film. Um, oh, mate. Yeah. So yeah. So is this? So is this the bit? Has she gone onto the roof already in the scrubs at this point, or is that a little bit later? Uh, no. Okay. No. Okay. <clears throat> Uh no. Oh, how horrible is the sound of oh, shaving yeah. by oh, the way as well. Mate. <coughs> and then again, again a fantastic a fantastic like oh, man. But again, another fantastic use of soundscape. Like yeah. because it's it's so quiet, it's silent, you can hear everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it just exactly. makes Absolutely it makes horrible. it as Beatty said several times, it makes your skin crawl. Like, oh. And slightly before that, there uh, she's writing the email to Janelle. Like yeah. this long-winded, like, so I wonder what Jeff's going to think of me, and is he a nice guy? He still talks about you. And you can see just the colour draining from Jeff. He's like, something bad's about to happen to me, whichever way this goes. Mm-hmm. So he's confused as fuck yeah. about how bad he needs to feel at this point. Yeah, like, there's no two ways about it. He is fucked. He's in a bad position. And then why, I don't, why did she go on the roof? Well, so I didn't understand that until oh, we then get to the roof later, just where put the she's, rope tied yeah. the, she's tied yeah, the right. noose. Um, How horrible is that even when the, the neighbour uh, snips the rose? Yeah. The, oh, I know. The, a bit of foreshadow in there, right? And it's just like, boom! And it's just like, annoying. That's, but that's like, the initial cut, like isn't it? Cheers. That's the initial cut, you, because you, you, go from, you go from the ice... Um, and then the ice the being neighbor. on his uh, private mm. parts and uh, <laughs> getting yeah, ready to, to go... That. Uh, and then literally it cuts to snip of the rose and you're like holy shit as you say foreshadowing yeah. yeah are you sure that she's tying the rope up there because later on when she you know they're doing the runabout when he gets out of the noose inside we'll come back to this I'm sure she runs and she grabs it and then she turns the stereo on then she goes back up she I does, might double she check does, that she does grab that but, anyway. but why else is she going on yeah. the roof I, I can't think of any other yeah. reason for her to be on the roof. Yeah. And the ladders, the ladders left set up there. Yeah. So my my only like I, that was me putting two and two together. But I think she gets the rope because she leaves the rope in her bag when she thinks she's going to have to escape mm. and leave. So she doesn't then take the rope because she takes the rope down that's been hung in the kitchen 
and she puts that in her bag but then she doesn't take anything from there to go back to the kitchen uh, back back to the roof when she turns the music up right. or it's, not that I can it's remember it's quite any. a stretch though that uh, if that is the case that she goes up there to plant the rope for later on that she knows she's going to tie him up in the house she knows she's going to hang him in the house and that he's going to get free so it's maybe a bit of a plot hole within that if she's doing that or maybe Poss- maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, it's possibly. just maybe it's just a backup plan that she thinks you know I might need this just in case um, but yeah. Possibly, but, but also again, I ju- I just assumed it was a a way of her showing her foresight and and her control and her I'm exceptional efficiency as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a hell of amount of uh, a prob- almost an unbelievable amount of foresight though as well, isn't it? To think that maybe it won't work out at this point. And then, but I have a plan B. It's almost like fucking Macaulay Culkin yeah, on Home Alone. I think she's supposed to be, she's like weird. unhinged though, isn't she? She's got to be like, I, I don't know. I'll tell you what, by the end of this film, he, he's as bad as one of the fucking baddies at Home Alone. Falling for everything. <laughs> Just waiting <laughs> on a fucking <laughs> painting f- flying through the water and knocking him out. Not <laughs> uh, another fucking brick off the roof. Yeah. Ow! Right in the snot! Get him off! <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Harry. I'm coming. <laughs> Die. <laughs> Standing on every fucking Christmas decoration as he climbs in the window. It's like, right, just, just. I bet, I bet, he, I bet he wished he never had that micro machines collection. Now, eh? mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was this minute when he is tied to the table and he starts to realise what is about to happen to him. This is yeah. when I started to think, like, what a fucking superb performance it is from him when he finally realizes that he's fucked he's not getting out of this he's a way to lose his balls there's nothing he can do about it and like he totally loses his cool he loses that like facade that he puts on and he's just panicking confidence the control yeah, that that sounds like yeah. he is really, really absolutely good. smashing this and then the juxtaposition just, sorry just that. can i just take a moment to go, go back to um, on the the roof, if any of our listeners actually do have a realization or uh, a suggestion as to why she goes to the roof wearing the scrubs earlier on, please tweet us in um, and give us your recommendations or what your idea uh, behind her reason for going to the roof is. She does um, say that at the moment we're not making. I can just ask my mum right now if you want. Well, is she on the roof? <laughs> is she on social media? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, she's the only one that's going to listen. Haley does say like should. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. BT, Mrs. BTO 319 Mike by Duck and Susan <laughs> for some and reason Dave, of uh, course <laughs> uh, no for some reason Haley, when she leaves the room she comes back in and he's been trying to get to the phone and shuffle him his way over she goes you know I really want to see how far he gets so I wonder if she's gone on the roof because he hears her on the roof and thinks she must be far enough away is that maybe it Oh, that could be. That's a good. To get, that he thinks, well, yeah. this is my opportunity. If she's only in the other room, she'll hear him. But if she shuffles, mm-hmm. but because he hears her up there, so he, yeah, yeah, that may be it. Uh, but anyway, maybe, maybe. What a lot of devious confidence mm-hmm. that yeah. is, though, in in what she's doing. She's she's dead set that she's going to get this done the way she wants mm-hmm. to do, and she plays mm-hmm. with him on it. Oh, it's horrible. Um, so yeah, but I agree with BT. I I totally agree. His his performance is phenomenal. Um, and and. When the 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 whole time he's on the table, because actually, if you think about it, performance-wise, he's actually not like he's got loads to do, but he's in a totally constricted and restricted situation yeah. throughout the majority of this movie. Yeah, and um, like the way it fluctuates between like 
acceptance, resistance, acceptance, resistance. Yeah. And yeah. And then he goes on the, uh, he tries to sort of influence her, doesn't he? He tells a story yeah, about, his... about how he was, yeah. uh, had well, his hands burnt and damaged. he was abused when yeah. he was younger. Yeah. And the whole time it's just focused on him and you can hear the odd noise from down the other end so of the she's table. she's prepping still for no the castration, isn't she? Exactly. And it's like, what's she actually doing at that moment? And you think, and you don't see her reaction. So you're thinking, right, is she maybe influenced by this? Is she starting to feel sorry for him? And then you find out, absolutely not. She's totally apathetic. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens within the story in regards to Jeff's character. The story tells about when he gets his hand burned because of the, is it a cousin or his auntie or something like that? Um, you know, that's what It's he, his cousin, but uh, he's staying with his auntie. Yeah. And, yeah. So that it, just, it alludes to the fact that he's been kind of preying upon a very young girl and when he was he young interestingly as well. Doesn't, well he, yes he doesn't and no. He says, it's he says it was all her fault. Yeah. yeah, but he seemed to be watching mm-hmm. again still. He was, he was watching her get out of the bath and doing a dance or whatever it was. And it said that she was, he didn't say the age, but suggested that he was about 10 and she was maybe six. like five or yeah, six. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. they do mention the yeah, age. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, do, so I, think, I, I think he does mention the age. She's six. She's six and he's 10, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but so, within that, everything that happens with his character, the, the story of trauma, um, you know, the way he speaks to Haley online and things like that. Everything that he does is what you would stereotypically think about as a textbook um, predator in that sense. And that's what the, you know, there's always that excuse of, oh, this happened to me, so that explains it yeah. all. And yeah. what this scene does really brilliantly... It's an excuse, exactly, as you say. Yeah, it's a total excuse. And this scene does it so, so well that it turns around and says, here's the reason that he, he gives for it. Haley being judge, jury, and executioner just goes, nah, I don't buy it, I'm sorry. You're on your own. Yeah. And that's what's really good about it. She's a vigilante like Batman is, if you like. Um, I, I, there was real moments of vigilantism yeah. on that, yeah. It's easy for me to say after that bottle. But, uh... <laughs> it was at 6.7, <laughs> that'll get you there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but you do feel sorry again for him at this point, yeah. don't you? Like, you, again, you, you've had the aggressive moment from him He's been tamed again, and now he's totally vulnerable. He tells a story, he lays and it as, all out there. As he's telling that story, every- as you said, you, all you hear is the sounds from her, and we're led yeah. to believe that that is the first ball being castrated. Yeah. Um, or at least prepping yeah. it anyway. And I think, yeah. I think she does the first one there, and then um, then she has the feedback with him, Toys being like, him well, more, I don't yeah. buy it. Um, mm-hmm. And then she says, well, you know, you can still survive with one ball, you can still reproduce with one ball, and blah, blah, blah. Um, how would you feel about losing the second one? And then you see him go through the panic again. Yeah, um, yeah, which yeah. Is brilliantly acted. She's dead like blase. She's talking about Unix, and then she's like, "Oh, I think it's spelled like E U N U X." That always gets me. Like, she says, "It's just yeah, like, hor- yeah, it's, yeah, exactly." It's just a horrifyingly like blase approach. But again, there's that lovely juxtaposition between the situation she's in and the age that she's at. You know, still yeah. being like, oh, I yeah. always struggle with that word. The way the way know? that. It gives it, it gives it a horribly human <laughs> feel. Like I'm not usually squeamish, and you don't even see anything. But honestly, I felt fucking physically sick during this scene. It was yeah. awful. Like, and again, you don't even yeah. you don't see anything. It's all just all. hinted. Like the, well, until the, until the, the end, the camera work was quite good at this scene because it kept like panning round past all the panels in yeah. the room. And you didn't quite know where it was going to land if you were going to see yeah, something horrific. You're absolutely right. It was just, you got it a little was... bit of paraphernalia about things that she might be using. Yeah. And, and then you got a little bit of the glimpse of the TV where the playback was supposed to be taking place. 
and you, you obviously saw a lot yeah. of blood or what we thought was blood and uh you know the rest of it and then are we able to go on to the bit when it when it's done where she's got the two mm-hmm. what we think she, are balls yeah. in her hand yeah. Like, yeah. and how again yeah. blase she's almost juggling them you know she's just like throwing them out being yeah. like well should and we put she, them uh, here what should we do should we put them through the grinder the noise of it going like uh, and I know that the worst part uh, had already happened as in yeah. in our minds she like castrated him and then injury, but isn't it? as as it was going through the grinder the food processor I was just like oh my god yeah. this is horrific it's like I was literally yeah, that, yeah that's the whole thing that as close as any man is to his testicles that mm. she's basically saying I could feed them squirrels no I wouldn't do that she doesn't put them in the, the garbage disposal she just puts them on the side and she turns it on to see it's working and she says that to him and it's like oh it's not there but you can see him looking yeah. blankly and catatonically and just horrified of I've lost my testicles at this point but again it's a wonderful point of us realising that <laughs> ultimately she's the good guy in this situation mm. And yet we're as you know, 100% uh, we, we're all watching it as men, going, "Oh my God, could you imagine?" Because again, the film brilliantly puts you in the position, puts you in the position of imagining that that was happening to you, um, or at least that's certainly how I felt watching it. Um, and you forget, yeah, what a terrible human being this man is, yeah. and you just think like, of him again, as a testament man. Testament to the storytelling and the performances. Phenomenal. This, but I was like, I wanted Jeff to get loose. I wanted him to get her. It's because she's yeah. adding so much insult to injury at this point that she's she's poking him. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. They, oh yeah, you're not going to be able to. Your doctors are going to find out because you have a physical, and then he's going to tell his golf buddies. But yeah. he didn't tell them, and it's going to come out, Jeff. Everyone's going. That's know, the thing. She's totally in the right. She is in the right. But yeah. the problem is that. It's like anything. You don't like seeing somebody getting kicked when they're down, even if you know, you know, if somebody was mm. being arsed in the pub and they got knocked out. True, but and again, they go you down, have to remember got this punched, is a you wouldn't want to see them get pedophile that's admitted to being a pedophile. Of course, but th- that's the thing that it's not real; it's fantasy, and you probably would quite happily see him lose. No, his but that's also balls. what's brilliant about it is that actually you do forget these facts or these these it may, it circumstances you because your, your you get you get caught up in the moment, things, though, doesn't it? Totally. Yeah, definitely. You're second yeah. guessing yourself. You're like, no, I feel sorry for the pedophile, but actually, can I, should I feel yeah, sorry absolutely. for him? That's, that's continually the one that's yes. committed. But then, is she right to be a vigilante and take matters into her own hands? And she's so fucking evil with it. It's, it well, she, she's a head, fucking psycho as well. Like she's not like like mm. if if it, horrible. If you read the paper that some fourteen year old girl avenged the friend by shooting a beast in the head, you'd be like, well, fair play to the girl, you know. But like, what watching her go yeah. through this? Like <laughs> insane plan is sort of like malicious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all it, it, she totally humiliates and emasculates yeah. him. It's all about kind of stripping away his masculinity. But again, and humiliating him for it. Again, you we get caught up in the in the story in the situation and the circumstance because of the brilliant storytelling and performances. But Addy's right. If you were to read this in the paper, mm-hmm. you don't get all this emotion and putting yourself in the position. Yeah. You see, fourteen-year-old kills beast mm-hmm. you think great mm-hmm. yeah, yeah absolutely um, and it, but but that's what the storytelling and the performances do so well they put you in the situation and where yeah. actually you you can have a bit of empathy or sympathy for yeah a pedophile i mean jesus which Christ. we don't by the way i just want to make this clear that none of us no, do have <laughs> that in real life um, let's let's all just uh just make a quick proviso on that yeah. um <laughs> so when he when uh when Jeff's on the table, it's quite interesting. He goes through the Kubler Ross grief cycle, um, which if you ever seen it, it's um 
you've got the denial of it happening. So right at the start, he's denying that it's going to happen. He's like, you're not going to do this. Um, he tries to bargain with her to keep one testicle. Then he's got the depression where he's just lying there, just catatonic. Then he gets super angry and says, I'm going to find you. And she says, uh, I could kill you, uh, uh, but you you won't. Uh, she wants him to suffer just totally. And then he accepts that he's lost his balls, essentially. Um, and she jumps in the shower casually to chill out. Yeah. Oh, Billy, Billy dropping some fucking theories in there. Did you learn that in your two weeks at university? <laughs> <laughs> That's freshers week, mate. <laughs> mate, did you learn it on your first or second time round at university? Oh. <laughs> well, I finished it in the end. Uh, is, it, is it at this point that she, uh, when he says, I'm going to find you and I'll kill you sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, is it at this point she goes, you know nothing about me? Uh, yes. You think my name's Haley? Yeah. You think this? You think that? Yeah. And and, and at this point, it sort of just blows dad. his mind, and yeah. he's like, "I actually know nothing yeah, about like this how girl." Completely and utterly, he's been played. Which again is the irony. He's like a fiddle. Yeah. The dad thing as well. I think she's like. It's just I mentioned yeah. sort of that. The level of planning that she, that she has put into that is unreal. Totally agree. Yeah. Um. So this is where Jeff squeezes his hands out. So. Haley didn't go to knot tying class that well that week. No, well, wait. To be fair, um, to she be fair, before before, before she goes for the shower, he manages to jump the table almost all the way across the room to the mobile mm-hmm. phone, mm-hmm. and she comes back in and she's like, "Holy shit, you got way further than I thought you would." Nice yeah. going, Jeff. Mm-hmm. But you know, better luck next year. <laughs> yeah. So the neighbour turns up, doesn't she, at yes. the door, and she can hear all sorts of noises and talking about babysitting uh, and shit as well. Not oh, at this yeah. point. Oh, not no, at this yeah. point. Shot forward. He escapes first. Yeah. He. He escapes. Yeah, yeah, he gets yeah. Yeah, yeah. He gets. I thought. She, I thought. I thought he escaped when the per- neighbour. No, he's, no, he's, he's, he's in the loose in the point. kitchen by that they, point. They have a yeah. So oh, okay. he gets one hand loose and then tentatively probes what she's been doing and realises that she hasn't done anything. Well, yeah. he takes he yeah. takes oh, yeah. the he takes the ice pack off and then he takes like a a, a paperclip thing clasp a clasp off of basically the blood flow to his balls, um, yeah. and he realizes that he's like I'm all there I'm all there, I'm all there. oh my god I'm yeah. all there, uh, which is actually a very clever way of letting us all know. Uh, it's such a simple phrase, but it, it says everything. Yeah. Um, and so he then goes manic and goes right. Yeah. What am I going to do? Right. Uh, take the video out, um, grab the phone, goes to call the cops again, doesn't, grabs a knife. Yeah, decides not to call the cops. For the second yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it for the second time? Yeah, because uh, I think when he gets the gun, I'm sure he gets the phone at that point as well. I might be wrong on that. I, no, I, I don't think he does. I, th- I think it's the only time he goes to call the cops because oh, okay. she calls him. Yeah, no, you're it's right. Still you're right. He put 911 in, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. He, he yeah. dials 911 and goes, nah, fuck it. So he gets a knife, That's runs through the shower. Still, still tied up. Dives into the shower and she's not there. And then she jumps out with a taser and goes, zzz, 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 which oh, this yeah. is the, the biggest thing that pissed me off. She's getting electrocuted as well because yeah, of the water. Yeah, because they're soaking wet. Yeah, they're wet. Yeah. The water. Yeah. She would have got zapped as well. Yeah. Strange, well, Strange. easy. Uh, over, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, foolish oversight, really. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that would uh, like because it's shower water. It's not like he's in the bath and her hands in the bath. It's it's shower water. He's not. Yeah, but electricity water droplets how they them. fall on a shopper. So the same kind uh, of water. Not, you get in a bath not, not by 
but but, I suppose you'll, but not I suppose from the, you'll get not the from the voltage, not, not from that voltage. Mark, tell you what, I'll, I'm a, not buying it. A, a taser's like what thirty thousand volts or something. I've got no idea. No idea. Billy, I'm no all idea. for you experimenting this on yourself. I was going to say, if you want to go in the shower and I'll throw a toaster in there, we'll see what happens. Get in the shower. Switched on and off. <laughs> Get in the shower. <laughs> I need a new toaster. What about a new pal? So yeah, sick and bout of hand to hand combat, the fucking tiny woman wins. Yeah, yeah. He oh, so many times does he lose the upper this hand. Guy sucks. This guy yeah. sucks. <laughs> he does, but she then starts just wiping out everything in the house, and he comes crawling through. And he gets the scalpel from somewhere, doesn't he? Or did he already have that? No, he takes he takes that in. He takes that in. He's crawling along the floor. Yeah, and she and he gets ruthlessly fucked again, again. doesn't he? Yeah, and he's gone. And then this this when he wakes up wakes wakes up in the noose. But this is when she starts cleaning. She starts cleaning the flat. She knocks something over. Knocks over a vase. Yeah, and then she phones her sister and speaks to her like completely normal. Yeah, like just the range pictures. Like, oh, hey, Casey, do you want to do this? Or maybe we should go catch a movie? Probably just or... the highlight again what a fucking psychopath yeah. she is and how she can switch it on and off. And she also calls uh, Janelle at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. yes. Do we know and it's pretends to be... Yes, yeah, We do know it's Janelle. And yeah. she pretends... I'm sure we know she it is. She pretends to be a lieutenant in the police. I, I assumed at the time that she was phoning the, the police... You know the the regular oh, police yeah. department. You do think it's the police, um, yeah? But no, she she no, pretends right. to be the police. She yeah, pretends, yeah. To, she be pretends to be the police, but you don't know who she's yeah. phoning. And I thought she was pretending to oh, be yeah. the police to here, another yeah. police department. You better come down here, yeah. yeah. Before, yeah, before yeah. it yeah. ends up yeah. on the newspaper has tomorrow. Has to be that it's Janelle, yeah, because of yeah. the way she says. You know, are are you aware of this person? Like, obviously, you know that she she is. And who else is she going to phone? Because that's the last thing that could really drive the nail into Jeff's coffin is yeah. the love of his life that he's still obsessed with turning up and finding out that he's a, a beast, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then it's when the baby... Uh, the, the, then, um, then she gets super strength. Neighbour turns up. <laughs> and puts him That's up on right. the hoist. So, well, she, I mean, she's, she's worked yeah. out a wonderful pulley system yes. by this point to raise him. Yeah, it's uh, good that. Definitely got a knot tying badge. Oh, mate. She's off the chart. <laughs> Addy's shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> by, by, by this point I kind of just hope the gun went off and killed them both and, just, <laughs> and, and the film was over and it started to get on my tits I mean I think I think that when the mystery is sucked out of it when you've watched it the first time it's actually not yeah, that maybe. great a watch the first yeah. time it is though Second time, when, yeah. when you don't yeah. know what's happening oh so that wasn't your no, first I've time I've seen watching. it before yeah yeah. So I'm not as in awe of it as you guys are but the first right, time okay. the first time I watched it I really liked it right so yeah. I totally agree. I wouldn't watch it no. again because you're right. A lot it's of it is spoiled. not knowing. Yeah. You probably notice yeah. a lot. Yeah. Of, yeah. You probably notice that. a lot more subtle symbols and mm-hmm. and mentions throughout that would nod towards um, her being in control or you know him also being a pedo completely and you know various. It's, all, it's also obvious the second time you watch it. Yeah. So yeah. There's no magic in it if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I can understand that. So she's hoisted him up onto the kitchen ch- uh, chair. She's explaining uh, with what, a noose around his neck. What's going to happen to him? Um, and this is the throwback to early on in the film when she says, "I told you, Jeff. Um, four out of five doctors agree I'm insane." And then Sandra O oh rings the doorbell, 
Um, well, can I just say, the first thing she does when Sandro rings the doorbell is she puts what looks like masking tape mm. on his mm-hmm. mouth, which... If he's been sweating as much as he has been all the way through the film, it would just slide straight, straight off. off. Yeah. And the fact that like yeah. you would have to wrap it round their head a few times for it to actually You should have got the cling film yeah. out Correct. again. Um, or, I mean, let's play safe and get some duct tape or gaffer tape or something like that. Because yeah. Even yeah, even yeah. that, mm. you, you wouldn't be able to just put a little strip of no, it across right. Right, from one cheek to the other. Yeah. You no, you're right, you'd have to wrap it around. Yeah. I mean, by, by yeah. this point... She I mean, knows what she's doing, Mark. basic don't, tape Don't work. question it. Yeah. <laughs> that's basic kidnapping 101, which is another podcast Mark does on a Thursday night um, <laughs> <laughs> for those that wonder why he's leaving the country. Hosted by Billy. Absolutely, mate. We've had a long, successful career. He said uh, so much chemicals in his mouth by this point. Surely he could just breathe through anything that she puts on his fucking face. <laughs> Take that masking tape. Yeah, but th- this is a super weird interaction with the neighbor. So the only yeah. glimpse we get, so the only glimpse we well. get of Sandra O yeah. before that, as as Nick said, is when uh, Haley's on the roof and Sandra O's cutting the yeah. roses mm. next door, and you get enough, you get enough <laughs> of a face glimpse to realize it's her. Um, so that when she shows up at the door, you're like, okay, that's that's who it is, without actually seeing her face. But it's almost, it, it's an alter. I think you thought it might be an important interaction that maybe she'd get involved yeah. to save him or whatever it may be, but it obviously transpires that it's actually a pointless yeah. interaction. But it, but it really... definitely raises the threat level because this is an unexpected no, it, it, it does. occurrence. But what I mean is that I think at that time I thought, well, maybe Sandra O oh is going to be involved in saving him at the end yeah. or she's going to cotton on to the fact that someone's gone on and she doesn't. Who procures babysitting services of like, a stranger? So haphazardly. Like <laughs> yes. That. Somebody you've literally just fucking met. Like, yeah. 2005, Pete, it was uh, all the rage back then. <laughs> no, when, you're right, when Sandro turns up at the door, it does a couple of things. She tries to randomly get the babysitter the, of a complete stranger. You know, oh yeah, you can, I'm always yeah. looking no, for to be fair, you he is that. her neighbour. But that's it. And they presumably lived there for a little while. Yeah, everyone thinks he's this lovely guy, but he's not. He's, yeah. yeah. And it also it mm. also exposes um, Ellen Page's plan or Haley's plan as actually she hasn't accounted for this and she is not mm. able to think on her feet. She immediately becomes actually like a vulnerable yeah. 14-year-old girl for, for a moment yeah. um, and forgets about X, Y, and Z uh, to the point that when she says about the money, um, she has to run back in and get money from um, Jeff and sure. then and then comes back out. And as Sandra O's character is questioning uh, her a bit more, um, she really panics flaps on her feet and then basically just closes the door in her face mm-hmm. um, but again is that is that enough for your neighbour to want to call the police for know. something she was going wrong some or probing questions yeah quite quite, quite rude from Sandra mm-hmm. oh the way she demands the money so she surely could have collected that another point but she's like no you, aren't you going to fucking pay me <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah don't you think you should pay me come back for it tomorrow yeah and then when she's like oh what were you doing on the roof oh what the fuck's it got to do with you Sandra yeah. when, was, yeah. when was it raining when was it raining sorry oh it wasn't but <laughs> yeah we've got a spr- off. we've got a sprinkler out the back and it hits the roof Sandra leave me alone right what's it got to do with you I like yeah. to stand on roofs but you're right you're right Marsh that she doesn't have a good excuse yeah, no, at that grumbles. point and are we all completely agreed that Sandra O's character is our least favourite character in this whole, whole movie it's the only other thing I've, I've ever only ever seen her in Killing Eve. Apart from that, I didn't really know she had much of a. Grey's Anatomy. Before this, but. Oh, is that who she is? Killing Eve. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, she's in. She's what, I thought I recognised her. I don't. I've never no, watched that. Eve. But I see her recognise yeah. her face. Yeah, yeah, but she's okay. from. She, she's not Eve. She's. she's no, she is Eve. No. Have you watched it? I thought Eve was the. No, Jodie it's Coma. about killing okay, Eve. No spoilers on this. Eve and nah. Anyway, well, we'll move on. Yeah, uh, glad we established that. Uh, the she's also in Grey's Anatomy, as Billy said. Um, she's actually done a fair amount. But... So to all our fifty-year-old female listeners, you'll recognise her. <laughs> Mum. <laughs> the Susan Bremner. <laughs> Ironically, they're the only fucking people who'll be listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, she's just bought some brownies cookies, which again is a nice little juxtaposition in that she probably isn't that much Actually, over brownies girl guides oh, age. Oh, he loves his, my uncle loves his girl scouts. <laughs> it's yeah. such a creepy line. Yeah, she does. <laughs> And uh, and yeah, so she has no excuse for being on the roof, and then goes back inside to Jeff, who tries to get the upper hand again by saying, "Oh, you panicked there. You nearly crumbled. You had no excuse. You weren't accounted for it." Um, and she basically just kicks the chair, and Jeff nearly hangs himself. And she also, in that time, basically says, "I don't care if I get caught or not, because what they're going to do? She's fourteen. They're just going to give me a couple of years of psycho treatment, or you know, but." bit of therapy and then I'm back out and remember Jeff I'm clinically insane 4 out of 5 yeah so yeah. She, she gets and a pass uh, yeah she's, she's probably right mm-hmm. yeah yeah to be fair you realise at that point Jeff Jeff is fucked oh, whatever yeah. happens yeah. He's, he's not got a way out unless he kills but her but I think this is the first time this is the first time this scene in the kitchen where she says look Jeff if you just admit it tell me what you've done and kill yourself here I'll clean everything up and I'll make it look like you were just a normal, good guy, you'd never done anything wrong. If you just tell me what happened to the lass, I can't remember her name. Donna. Who she's doing this all for. All for, so excuse me. Um, if you just tell me what happened and what your involvement was, and you kill yourself, I'll clean everything up and make it look like it never happened. That's the first time she mentions that. Yeah. And he, he refuses, essentially. He goes for that Hurricane yeah. Rana neck crank with her. Um, yeah, and and the fight breaks out. He basically goes Rey Mysterio. Oh, absolutely. Worked for Jeff Rey Mysterio. <laughs> um, Worked for Jeff Hardy. And so she runs. He gets free, and he grabs this time a proper knife, not just the surgical knife. Um, and they're basically just you know kind of running around the house, chasing each other. And she goes up to the roof, um, and he loses his mind. You can see this is where his character goes from that. Um, Likeable pedophile that he's been so far through. Would would you guys agree that that's what he's yeah, been? Well, he he drops the. No, I liked him. In and out. <laughs> um, I don't think he would have been an excellent <laughs> pedophile. <laughs> so so then yeah, no, super like he's, club. He, all his um, all his charm and charisma <laughs> is completely stripped by this point, and we're seeing the bare bones of him. We're seeing like the yeah. real Jeff that's been simmering under the surface the whole time. Yes, and he he yeah. basically rambles on. He stabs the wall, and he follows her up to the roof. Um, and at this point, you start seeing a car driving up to the house, and you learn that. Well, it's he a chases house. around the house twice by this point, doesn't yeah. he? Because she she runs out the house in, turns and then point. comes back in, yeah. locks the door, and manages to get the rope out of. See, I think again, th- this is unclear, and our listeners, please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but this is where she takes the rope out of off of the kitchen from where he was going to hang mm-hmm. himself and puts it in the bag as if she as if she's going to make an escape. Yeah. 
so maybe but I don't remember her then taking because she doesn't take you know, she doesn't no. take the bag up to the roof with her. I don't think at any point she ever um, considers yeah. that she has to escape. I think that she has one job in mind and that she needs to make him suffer. And as we find out, that she wants to kill him, um, if yeah. that's what it comes to. And so I don't think it, any, it never occurred to me that she was trying to escape when she took that. She's going up there for a reason. If she wanted to escape, she would have just ran over to Sandro's house. Or she would have ran somewhere else, and and then you know she could have played it out whatever way yeah. she wanted, you know, screamed at the neighbour and said, "Oh my God, he attacked yeah. me! He attacked me! Why did you come to the door? He was stood behind the door by a gun, you know, whatever yeah, way you maybe, want to play it." Maybe, um, yeah. but then she's up on the roof, has the gun. He's got the the knife, and he says this horrible fucking line before he knows she's got the gun, um, and says, "Do you want to fuck me or the knife first? Ugh, yeah. It's brutal as fuck. Ugh. It's awful. As a line, but it really shows how far he's come as a character and how much he you detest him at this point. And also, what he's been through and all the rest of it that's driven him to just show his true colours, which is yeah. And this is when she grotesque. reveals that um, old Janelle is uh, on her way, as they've had the scuffle on the roof, and she's got the gun pulled on him. Yeah, mm. Janelle is en route, driving a lovely little BMW 3 Series. Yeah. Um. And then this is when she again says that he can use the rope to kill himself and she'll sort it out. Clean everything up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's time to it's time to admit the truth and tell me what happened. Yeah. And and then uh, again as this scene progresses, where Janelle's looking around the house trying to uh shout for him, Jeff, Jeff, so on and so forth. Um she uh says to Jeff and I can't remember is it Alex the other guy Aaron Aaron that's Aaron. it um and Jeff starts to come clean and tell her the truth finally uh, yeah. and says look I I was just a voyeur I watched the whole thing well, I had nothing to what do we, what we assume was the truth well, yeah, but we this, this, yes absolutely yeah, yeah. but what he what we think is the truth uh, he says I was just a voyeur I I had nothing to do with it I never touched her it was all Aaron I just watched and took pictures uh and she goes that's interesting. That's what Aaron told me right before he hung himself. Yeah. Um, mm. And then um, she says then no as option. well that it was um, Aaron that gave her Jeff's name. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how she found Cause, him. Because yeah. he tries to say... And stalked him online. He tries to say him. that, um, you know, to absolve himself, look, I'll tell you where the other guy is. You can go and get him. Um, yeah. And she, yeah. she's like, I already know. Don't worry about she it. Really I, did. You know, yeah. That's yeah. how I found you. Um, yeah. And then she continues to talk him into suicide for the second time. And this time the difference is that Janelle's there. So that's his overriding driver that he wants to think that Janelle will, or she doesn't, we know she doesn't care about him, but has some sort of fondness for him. Whereas we find out that when he does throw himself off the roof, Haley goes, what is it she says? Or Or not. not. Because she's not going to clean yeah. up the scene, she's going to let everybody know, and she no. just disappears into the night. Yeah, and leaves the mess behind her. Part of me thought as well that maybe the final way of fucking with him, maybe that rope was a lot longer than he thought it was, mm. and he didn't get hung, and he just hit the pavement. Yeah, maybe breaks his legs, his fucking ankles or something. Yeah, and like and has to wait for the police. But again, it, this film it doesn't show you any real brutality as such. Yeah, it just, no. it, so I don't know. I thought you imagine it. As a final. As a final fuck you, you know, to to 
mess with him to such a point that he was willing to kill himself for it to be for nothing. You know, like how messed up. Oh right, so yeah, you're, I know exactly. You that's what I thought as well. I thought it's it's I certainly mean, possible. I don't know if that's what they well, intended. The rope but the looks long enough, but equally, it, but like, it kind of sounds like he makes a thud. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That, at the time. That's probably just the. Because that, that could be him hitting the house. Uh, yeah, quite yeah. possibly. Yeah. yeah. He'd probably swing back and hit Although, the house. Although, how good is the scene, um, the shot actually, when they when he's stepping off the roof and the sun's behind them and, and they're just silhouette yeah. and he yeah. steps off. And then it looks out over LA, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it just snaps to her and she says, or not. Um, and then See, she just disappears. In my, opinion, in my opinion, they didn't need the next few scenes. After, after she said, or not, I Cut think it. the Cut. film should have just finished there. Yeah, I agree. I don't, yeah. I don't know why well, we needed just to see her walking off, walking into the off sunset, and escaping. Like, yeah, uh, I don't need that. Yeah, I didn't she's that achieved that. everything she needed yeah. to achieve. She, um, we already really are, are on her side. Um, you know, but through the twists and the turns where you're not sure, actually, you get the bigger picture at the end. Um, and, and once, I just once assumed she's done that it, we don't a, need to a, see her walking a, off. I just assumed that was a device just to say that's her... She's done that one. She's on to yeah. the next one. And, and she was almost like a paedophile I, hunter. It becomes back to the vigilante target. idea, I suppose, that Graham was bringing up yeah. earlier. I agree with you, yeah. Nick, but given the way the film does it throughout the film that you don't get to see any of the brutality, if you just end it at that point, you can make your own mind up if she is going on to do more or not. So mm. I, I agree with Mark, actually. A lot of people that... A lot of the things that I read, like that last scene... They, they all agree that that was one of the best scenes where she's in the, the red hoodie um, and she's walking away. But I agree with Mark. I think that's a better way to end it. Or not, music credits, done. Yeah. No, I agree. I I, I don't think it was necessary. I'm just trying to give a, a little bit of reason behind it. I think that was nonchalantly, I'm on to the next yeah. one, I've done you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like yeah. it kind of showed yeah. as well, like again, how kind of, I don't know, she's just kind of disassociated with what she's been doing. She didn't really look that yeah. bothered by it, did she? She was just like, oh well, right. All in a day's work. Off to I'm the off. cinema. Yeah. 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 Na 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 na. One thing that annoyed me about that last scene though is Janelle walks around the house like five or six times. One, you've seen the ladder, love. And two, you would have heard them because he would have been yeah. shouting like, because he's, he's... Yeah. But you know, whatever. And seen ropes and shit. Yeah, I'd be getting out of there. I wouldn't be hanging around. And she'd have looked but in the. Because she doesn't see the rope. Yeah, no pun intended. Wait, she hey, she doesn't see the rope though. <laughs> yeah, because um, something the rope. No, but like the the house is in disarray. There's no, stab it's not, marks cause... in one of his photos. She she I agree. There's stab marks in the photos, but she doesn't go into the house, does she? And you might not be able to see that photo. That that's mm. yeah. You know. Yeah, you're you're going yeah. into the realms of assumptions okay, there. Fair enough. Well, Graham, there we go. Uh, great movie. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, let's get our pint ratings from everybody. Um, so, B.E., we'll start with you. Um, so, excellent movie, but I can't say that I enjoyed it. Like, watching that was not an enjoyable <laughs> event, if that makes sense. Um, oh, it was it's, it's disturbing. Like, I found it to be a chore at points as well. Um genuinely difficult to watch in places and if it wasn't for this podcast i wouldn't have watched it to the end maybe half an hour in i would have been fucked this and i would have turned it off i wouldn't have i wouldn't really? have watched it on i found it really really hard to stomach um but saying that 
a really you know a really really good film you know amazing performances from the actors great directing um so yeah like a good film that i will never ever ever watch again ever <laughs> never ever want to see that film again um so for all of those reasons it's a five out of ten pints for me there very good good reasoning uh adi over to you pal how many uh what was your pint rating um, I know. Now I know you watched this long time ago, so it'd be interesting to get if you can remember your initial reaction—a pint rating from that, but also a pint rating for watching it a second time. Okay. Well, the first time I watched it was probably seven or eight years ago, and obviously I enjoyed it more the first time because mm. the, the second time there's no element of surprise, and a lot of yeah. it's based on the twists and turns. You don't really know. You kind of know where it's going, but not really. You know yeah. what I mean? But like first time, you don't have a clue. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. She is such an irritating character. I find her hard to stomach through the whole thing. But it, um, I don't know. It, it, I'd say it's a five for me as well. Okay, fair. Slightly I mean, better, slightly better, both. better the first time. Yeah. By one, so yeah, a four the first okay. time and a five the second time. Five points. Uh, Nick, what did you think, pal? Yeah, I kind of agree with what the the two guys before have said. I mean, like for me, it was an incre- it was an incredible film. The direction was amazing. The scenes were great. But I guess the, these are some of the things I don't always look for in a great film. Like I don't look for great direction. I don't. Look, I look for entertainment. Um, and it was very entertaining. And I think when I after I'd finished watching it, if you'd asked me right away, I probably would have said, "Well, that was pretty mind blowing." So I probably would have given it like a three. Mm-hmm. But then Addy made the point that he'd watched it before and that the second time it wasn't that good. And I thought, you're right, I, I wouldn't watch that for a second time. I'd never watch that again, whereas I'd watched a film like Seven a million times and yeah. it was a different kind of film. But I'd, so I'd deduct a couple of points from it for that. So I, I'd say a five, five. on balance yeah. would be what I'd And I would it. never have watched it a second time if it wasn't. Had this. we not been doing the podcast. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, no worries. Well, good to know. Uh, I'm going to give my rating before, Billy, you finish your rating because it was your pick. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the performances, as we've said. Uh, I thought as an acting piece, as a piece of art, as a as a story, it was phenomenal. Um, and from that point of view, I would give it a, a, a 2 out of 10. I really thought the whole round story, the elements of surprise, the twist, the journey, the the performances, the connection was phenomenal. Um, I don't think it is a movie that you would watch again. Uh, I I don't think you have to watch every movie again, in my opinion, to enjoy it. Um, It would be a movie I would recommend to other people. And from that point of view, um, as I say, the, 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 the stories and the performance sorry the performance and the the story and the twist were were really high end it was shot beautifully um so i'm i'm going to give it an overall um an overall 3 out of 10 uh i thought it was a, a really interesting pick really and it, but again it's a movie i never would have sought out on my own and if i'd read a blurb on it mm. it's not something i would have picked to watch but i thought it was fantastic Agreed. so um definitely think uh, it was a good i saw pick. 3 pint yeah it was definitely it was a very good film i think none of us will debate that. anyway billy on to yeah, Billy, uh, yes, it's your choice, mate. So uh, I think you guys have all pretty much rating? nailed it. Um, I agree with absolutely everything that you've all said. Um, I think that it's a really well-made film. 
I don't think there's a lot you can uh, pick flaws in it because the the sound in it, the cinematography, in it, the acting in it, the storylines, all really clever. The soundscape was fantastic. Totally agree. And it was made for a really low budget as well, so I think that was quite an important thing that they didn't want. Well, it had a tiny cast as well, didn't it? There was only six people in it. And six, six I believe they stretch. I believe they. <laughs> well, no, there's six, they six actors credited in the title. Eighteen days. Yeah, but Billy, Billy's right. One of them probably would have been the guy yeah, at the barista. start that was in the cafe with yeah, fucking... Yeah. yeah. But no, I think they, they shot it over about two weeks and it was like pretty much shot scene scene by scene, back to back in sequence, yeah. what I believe. Um, anyway, absolutely, so, no, you're yeah. absolutely spot on that. Yeah, it was, I think it was 18 and a half days or something to film. Sandra O oh did it as a favour, but she's obviously got paid for it. Um, I, I, th- I think that the whole film... I hate those favours. Yeah, I know, Mark, you need to get more of those ones, mate. Um, I, 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 think it's, I think it's a really good film. I really, really enjoy watching the film, and I, I don't disagree with anybody in what they say, that the first time you watch this, I think that it's not maybe as mind-blowing as something like Nick said, like Seven, where Seven is one of the best plot twists that you'll ever come across, um, which I'm hoping somebody's put Seven in, because I was going to pick it. Um, but I think it's still a film that stands it's stands up itself, and you might not watch it again and again and again, but I think that it's still a strong film. So I would agree with Mark. I would say that if it's your first time watching it, you'd give it a three-pint rating. Um, after that, you're probably going to be unsurprised and you're not going to be overly fussed and you you would give it a five pint rating but yeah three is what i would give it as well so if we take an average pretty much across the board it's probably about four and a half pints um you know with the three people saying five pinters and uh, two of us saying three we say about a four to four and a half pinter um i think that's a fair rating uh i would say excellent choice billy well done um certainly a lot to yeah. digest yeah, from, from that one um and uh, next week, uh, I believe it will be um, Nick sorry, Bremner. Very quickly, to just choose. before we, we go on to oh, that. Oh, shit, is it? Um, Mark, I just I wanted to ask you, you know, from like an actor's perspective. Yeah. Like the role that Patrick Wilson plays in that. Like, is mm. that a risky role to take on? Is that something you would think, oh, fuck, I'm not, I'm not touching that? You know, like, you know, because it's, um, you know, it's quite taboo, isn't well, it? Uh, uh, the alignment with pedophilia and the character's yeah. views. Mm. Is, is, Mark would take what you can uh, get suppose... at the moment. <laughs> 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 Maybe I, I'm trying to get the, the Mason Verger documentary off the ground. Um... <laughs> Starting as Cardell. I think <laughs> I think just push uh, me it's, it's an interesting point, B. It's an interesting question because uh, ultimately there is obviously a lot of risk um, portrayed. Uh, there's a, a lot of risk that goes with the character because you're portraying a paedophile. Um, but equally, um, you have to remember this is just, it's well, it's, it's a purely fictional story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a purely fictional character and you're acting within a set of given circumstances. Um, so in a way, yes, it could be seen as risky, but ultimately it's no less risky than any other acting role yeah, because you're I mean, going to be judged on your performance. An um, performance and actually as it? an actor that character's journey is one of the most incredible journeys that you could ever hope to go on because you go from being in complete control and complete power uh, in a manipulative um, confident um, sexual predator to being a complete and utter victim 
who is begging for their life um, and repenting their sins and um, having to face the reality of the the um, the dis- terrible decisions that he's made throughout his his time. Um, yeah. And as as a, as an acting um, exercise and opportunity, the challenge doesn't come much much better. But I do understand you are dealing with risky subjects and you're sensitive material and sensitive matter. So there, there, it it has to be done in a very, I don't know, say artistic, but a very um, yeah, I know what you mean. Thoughtful, I was thinking tasteful, thoughtful, but that's not the word. Tasteful, you, but yes, if you yeah, want, you're right. If you want to look um, at a film that would make wait. Patrick Wilson accept this role, if you look at Leon, the professional. That's mm. um, funny. Me and Nick were yeah. talking about this today. Yeah. Yeah. I, Besson, do you know yeah, what? Yeah. It, it was a film that was on my short list of um, action movies to put in because I think Next it's such as well. Next as well. It's a great film, but it's very Drugs similar. Obsessed, it's, aren't we? Yeah, as Mason Berger, <laughs> Leon, ah. and basically we should this this first half of the series uh, will be basically paedophile movies. Yeah, yeah. hopefully we're going to have a paedophile's <laughs> guide to the galaxy. Well done, buddy. So next week, I believe it is Nick Bremner's turn. We're not going to announce the movie just yet, um, but do stay tuned in until the end of the pod because we'll announce the movie then. And that is your homework for next week. If you'd like to join us and hear this talk through and dissect Nick's choice, uh, please stay tuned to the end. And we will reveal the movie we shall be watching over the next week. But for now, to the randomizer. So, the randomizer, Billy, read out what it's got for us this week. The most interesting or bizarre bit of movie trivia you know. I feel like you should have a belter for this. I feel like I should. Um, Okay, um, just the first one that popped to my head. Um, During The Wizard of Oz, the original with Judy Garland, um, (laughs) when she goes to Oz for the first time and she's got the, what is it, the Munchkin people? Yeah. All around. And they start doing the yellow brick road and start walking down. Um, in the background, there's apparently one of the munchkins hanging themselves um, in, in, the, in the background of the shot um, as they sing. And they've never caught it in post-production. They've moved on. Um, it's not, though. It's an urban legend. There's not actually a munchkin hanging themselves. It's just a, oh. it's just a prop that moves. And it's, yeah. I, it's like a piece of set that looked like it. That's it. Just looks like yeah. um, it's become one of these yeah, urban yeah. legends that people know for years and years and years. There you go, debunked. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, folks. That is, uh, I am D Bill debunking things left, right, and centre. <laughs> That's um, what I'm here for. <laughs> anybody else got any bizarre uh, or random movie trivia that they'd like to share? I have a I have a good one that okay. whether it's true or not I, I don't know but um when Matt Damon and Ben Affleck wrote Goodwill Hunting um they were pitching it to various movie studios uh, production houses throughout uh, Hollywood and um I, as I say I don't know whether this is true or not but the legend goes um they sent it out to all of the the top movie studios and everyone wanted to make this movie um and they went and met with you know heads of warner brothers paramount so on and so forth you know everyone and um harvey weinstein um who we all know uh infamously now um 
he uh, apparently when he met with the Weinstein company, um, they sat down and uh, reading, going through the meeting, and he said, "I think it's an amazing script, absolutely stunning piece of work, but I do not get why uh, Matt Damon's character ends up sleeping with Robin Williams's character. It just makes no sense, and it's completely out of the blue." Um, and apparently Matt Damon and Ben Affleck looked at each other and said this is the one for us, they've actually read the script he's the only person or they were the, that was the only production studio that picked up on this scene which com- completely comes out of context and they basically put that scene into the script as a red herring to see uh, how many of oh. the top brass of the production houses would read the script um, before uh, offering to make the movie and as they were the only person that, or the only uh, company that that flagged it up um, and had a problem with it, um, they decided that that's the the company that they wanted to make their movie, um, which is a pretty ballsy um, yeah. thing to do yeah, putting that I've in a script. Think, if that's that the worst. Worst. I've also heard that in the past. Yeah. Well, you know, urban legends do carry a lot mm-hmm. of weight because you do sort of think of if it's the first, the time, yeah, it's the first script well. you've ever it's written, having the bottle to go in and do that, um, <laughs> that says a lot. But um, it's an interesting story, nonetheless, whether it's true or For not. Sure. Yeah. I have no idea. Another bit of trivia, actually, leading off of uh, Harvey Weinstein. We just can't stay away from them, can we? But um, <laughs> so he was—he was a co-producer in Lord of the Rings. Believe it or not, he's actually—is that right? Yeah, he was in there. Yeah, and him, yeah. him and Peter Jackson had a well, a bit well, not so much a falling out, but Peter Jackson says he couldn't stand him because he was actually horrible. Well, you know what he's like. He's in jail now, rotting away, isn't he? But, uh, Thank yeah. God, yeah. He was a horrible bully as well. And he was wanting yeah. to get rid of Peter Jackson and bring in Quentin Tarantino. To oh, make Lord of the Rings? For fucking Lord of the Rings. I can't imagine that's anything worse. Fucking Samuel L. Jackson as Gandalf. Kurt Russell. Fucking Kurt Russell. Harvey Keitel as uh, Saruman. Yeah. Uma Thurman as Treebeard. Tim Roth would be Aragorn. <laughs> I hate Tim Roth. Yeah, woeful. Imagine how shite it would be. I mean, it's, it's all yeah. looking as well. Bishemi has got them. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we're there. Um, Bill Shemi. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you would, ha- you, you would have to pull a Travolta into there as well, wouldn't you? Travolta. Yeah, who, who, who would Travolta get? Gimli. They call it a Royale. A royal. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. That's the randomizer for this week. Um, and I think all we've got left to do is to uh, say thank you from all of us. But first of all, to announce the movie for next week, over to Nick Bremner. Yeah, this was. I thought it was Mark's week, so this is going to be sprung on me because I hadn't actually narrowed down my choices. But I've made it. I've made. I've made the choice now. So I've decided to lighten it up a little bit. I know we've had a bit of heavy themes. As far as I'm aware, there's no paedophiles in this film. Um, <laughs> because I think we need to st- go on the pigeonhole. Why not? The, don't want the paedophile pigeonhole. <laughs> um, so it was a choice between two films. I've opted for this one. I wanted to go action. I thought 90s was a brilliant time for action. So I've gone for the 1996 Michael Bay film, The Rock. Oh, starring yes. Seen Canary. Starring Nicolas Cage. And Sean Connery, Sean, Sean I think Connery. we'll have plenty to fucking dissect with that. Oh, <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, Can't wait to hear the bad impressions yeah. next week. Uh, I've not watched it in years as well, so I'm genuinely... Speak for yourself! Again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting on the whiskey next week. 
Oh, brilliant. Oh. Oh, well, Bremner, that's a good drama choice there for next week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Uh, next week, we're going to be watching The Rock, chosen by Nicholas Bremner. Uh, just left to say thank you very much for joining us again. And as always, try to leave us a five-star review. Any reviews that you do leave would be much appreciated. Uh, thank you for listening. And from all of us here, peace out. See you next time. See you later. Goodbye. Thank you. That's not you with the other waitresses. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that out for me. For the... Yeah, cut that out. Uh, uh, uh. Erase that. <laughs> <laughs>